Hi, this is Lacey. This is Jason. From Bourbon House, and you are listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast. are listening to the free form rock podcast is everybody in is everybody in is everybody in the ceremony is about to begin hey my name is pepper keenan my name is philip h anselmo Welcome to Metal Masters. Pleasure this week to have a band on the show that is like the most incredible band around. It's the heavy metal super group, Down, and I've got Pepper. Hi. And I've got Phil. Hey, how you doing? Okay, now listen, you guys, man, this is like a super group now. You know, you guys like got all these other people from other cool bands like COC, Pantera, Crowbar. Well, to interrupt, I mean, really, in all honesty, we were friends before this super group idea came into mind. Yeah, and I knew we, that. We were all friends, and each of our bands happened to do particularly well. And um, that's really nobody's fault. And, um, uh, you know, I mean, it was only obvious that we were going to get together at one point of time, you know. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Down was to get together extremely easy and also extremely, I, I mean, it was meant to happen. Right. And this is your second release, so it's called Down 2, right? Down 2, Bustle in Your Hedgerow. And uh, you know what I really like about it is um, this is your second release, and it's kind of like I was saying before. It sounds like you guys took elements of all the other bands you guys are in, put it in a blender, turned it on, and you got out down. No, I, you know, there's one guy, the best thing I've heard anybody sum it up was this old cat in Ohio or something who was working at one of the theaters we were playing at, and he came up, he had a big long beard, and I could tell he'd seen shit way before we were even playing music and he said you guys kind of remind me of the last 30 years of rock and roll just yeah. jumbled up into one new thing yeah, and I was like I was like thank you well, it's amazing because you know you guys get very little airplay you know and you guys haven't played hardly any shows at all and then you guys just like constantly people are wanting to know about this band well uh, no the kids are not, are not stupid no we realize that this um, particular down LP cannot go thank you cannot go without some touring and that's what we've been doing you know we've toured well since Pantera had been off since the recording of the record whatever of the uh, down record We've toured twice with Down, including this, and once Super Joint Ritual, which is, like I said, another side band. And uh, I, my next plan is to do something with Super Joint Ritual and then do something with Down again, you know? And 
that leaves me with Pantera is, you know, there will always be a time for a Pantera, you know, there, there will, you know, our fans aren't so, I don't know how to put they'll, it. They'll wait on you. Yeah, they, they'll, they'll come and see your other projects, and they're going to wait on you on Pantera, you know. Absolutely, but in the meantime, we're making incredible fans, you know, with this new stuff, and, and it's, it feels very good when you look, look across the stage and you see, uh, you know, some guy you grew up with, uh, you know, 15 years old, whatever, you know, and, and you're jamming with him, and you know everybody's head is screwed on the same way, and... But they're screwed on the same way. <laughs> but you know, I've always been amazed. You know, both of you guys. Whenever I've ever seen you guys, it was always like huge shows. You know, I used to see him go out and see him play with Metallica, and um, I'd come out, and you guys were always headlining, showing you know, incredible shows, man. I, I mean, there's nobody in rock does the things you guys do. Well, but when when you say the term. been there done that yeah, right you know I, that's the epitome of, of that particular term because you know with Pantera you know we've come in at number one uh, on the billboard charts and we've done this done Grammy nominees Gra I've got four of yeah. them you guys got them too and you know, and I'm, I'm just saying, you know, in general, uh, Pantera, the last tour we did, it was Morbid Angel. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Band from Tampa, actually. Uh, this other band uh, called, uh, what the heck was the name of that band? Well, no, but but I'm getting around to Slayer. Obviously. There's one band that was on the bill you can't remember. Morbid Angel, this this other band, and Slayer. All right, welcome to another edition of your Freeform Rock Podcast. I'm Mark Alden Taylor, and I got my freaking what is it called, the Rogue Gallery in here, freaking Charles and freaking Jerry. What's up, guys? Uh, start with you, uh, Charles. Well, there you, you got the order right, buddy. Yeah, the star. Oh shit! I just had a beard. That sucked. Hold on. Beard abuse. Um, a beard Yeah, but I'm gonna still drink it. Uh, Why would you? What lie, right? No, I'm gonna drink that motherfucker. Just but anyway, it off the ground. Walls is not all over the wall. No, we don't have Budweiser here. Oh, yes, yes. More Bud Light, but you know what? I would take it free because I'm a cheap bastard. But anyway, we have on today, well, we have the Ed McMahon of America's podcast, and his beer is blowing up over me. Jerry Supe. Uh, another retired guest. 
Yeah, you are. Hi, you, you, you know what you I call Jerry? And Mark you know, from it. I call I, each other. I call I call Jerry the the Phil Hartman. He is the glue of the show. Uh, yes, he keeps us from killing each other. Yes, he does. Oh. He's the glue. He's the Saturday Night Live with Phil Hartman. Uh, Lauren Michaels called him the glue. You are the glue of this show, my my brother. So Just listened to I, Ghost I, last week. I need to call myself Judge Jerry, man. I keep it order. I keep it neat. Get yes. order in the courtroom, man. <laughs> there's, but there's nothing wrong with being Ed. He was cool. And then also, also I'm the chick magnet and the sexiness of the show. So, you know, I wear a lot of hats on this program. So Totally. Totally. I mean, being a star makes you an ugly motherfucker. But anyway, we have uh, on today with us a return guest, Mr. James West. What's, what's up, going dude? on, James? <clears throat> nah, doing okay, man. Doing okay. I, I, I uh, barely got on here I, I my other phone is what i use for skype i got another phone so i, I you know hour before showtime i try to get on it and log on it. Oh, i've been logged out and then i have to spend like fucking 37 minutes trying to fucking get my password reset and get back in there and then finally i just had to drop it and download it on this fucking phone so I just barely made it here, but I just want to say, uh, fuck Bill Gates, that son of a bitch. And, uh, well, that's I'm why gonna, you buy iPhones. You know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna fucking eat bugs. He can suck my dick. That's why you, know, you buy iPhones. Like that's also. why you buy iPhones. That's I one mean, thing. Myself and, uh, my lesser half, uh, Mark Gordon Taylor, we agree on. We are Apple tards. So is Jerry. We are, well, I, Jerry I, 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 yeah, I would be anywhere else. If well, you, you send know, me a green, if you send me a green text message, we got big issues. Uh, that's called the, uh, rich people problems. It's about the same price. You can, they offer you a free Galaxy and they offer you a free iPhone to sign up for a service. Man, you can get either one. People choose the wrong one, though. Yeah, yeah. Right now, I can't, uh, can't afford an iPhone, dude. So like I'm I said, gonna. I hear you. You know, oh, Boost. Oh, Boost. Yeah. If you sign up for a Boost contract, they'll give you a free iPhone. Well, just so you guys know, I, mean, I don't care. You know, my password for a Bill Gates day was suck my dick. That's exactly. My I agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. And then when I put it in and everything, then they gave me a harder time. <laughs> so yeah. well, they, well, Bill Gates wants to be hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He wants to eat fucking we, bugs, man. So. We are a straight Steve Slobs podcast here. We are into Apple <laughs> algorithms, so fuck. Bill Gates, fuck Android. Uh, no, I'm, be fair, I'm gonna be diplomatic though. I had the Android. The Samsung at one point. I did too. I don't they're not really that horrid. It's like kinda I always look at it as like a Lexus versus a BMW. You talk like you know, as, you know, like yeah. these upper brands. I've always it's had this what you prefer. But I yeah, started with an iPhone, and that's why I, always, I, I, I understand I an, it. Yeah, I had an Android phone one time, and that fucking thing overheated like every five fucking minutes. <laughs> yeah, never again. On fire. <laughs> well, if you didn't put all that fucking porn on there, dude, it probably wasn't well, overheat. That's oh, probably why. Yeah, he's probably right about that. But uh. well, what, do you, what do you think him and his wife like to do in their extra time? They watch porn and hey, what do you What do you think? What do you think I did to my wrist? Really, James pointed that out for me. Apple, Apple <laughs> is yeah. more Apple is yeah, more yeah. porn friendly. I pulled a tendon before too, man. So you know, I, you know why I hate fucking androids? 
I got a Galaxy Tab 3, you know, a little tablet with my, free from Verizon one time. Ooh, yeah. I got that, and that thing was a piece of shit. <laughs> yes. I got an iPad. I got a used iPad that works better than that. I mean, I think, I don't mean, I mean, I will be diplomatic. I think it's just a matter of choice. And yeah. to those that love Android stuff, good for them. But I don't have cooties. You know what I mean? Like, I don't have them cooties on me. I got MacBook Pro, and I have the iPhone, and, and this and that. And I know laptops ain't a big deal as much as they used to be, but I promise you, one MacBook will outlast seven or eight regular fucking laptops. If I had to buy it. me a MacBook and do the podcast on the MacBook. It's worth it. It's worth I'm, the investment. I don't have the money, man. I got my, I don't I got my own HP computer. desktop. I don't even own a computer, dude, or a fucking tablet. Well, I mean, you know, when you're a star, you have that money. Well, the yeah, computer, yeah. The computer was the downfall of music, man. If we didn't have computers, artists would still be making money. Social media is the downfall of the fucking world. Nah, that was going to happen. That was going to happen anyway. And you know who you really should blame is the motherfucking labels. We're so oh, yeah. slow at getting on board with what digital technology could do. And instead of just taking the ball with it, they let Napster and whatever came after that take the lead. And that's why it became what it became. Well, if then, the labels would have been smart. Then Apple they, completed, did I, you know, Apple Music or Apple iTunes, you know, you know. You know how I feel about this subject, Mark Alden Taylor, and I'm going to tell you why. I get it. I get it. I get it why people are like, yeah, buy vinyl that we ditched in 1987 because I lived it. Remember that? You know yeah. what? The only reason why I didn't have Am vinyls? I the only one honest that, that back in like 1987, 88, nobody wanted to listen to vinyl anymore? Nobody did. Dude, I was we were like, oh, CDs. We were like CDs. Are you going to be fucking lying or what? No, I was buying. Like, listen, 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 listen here, Linda. Don't lie. And don't I was buying in 1987. I still had my huge record collection from when I was a kid, and I yes. was buying CDs. But the thing is, I was also driving to Pasadena to Moby Disc Records and buying used vinyls for 99 cents to two dollars a vinyl. Which those same just, used vinyls are worth 20 bucks now. That's cool, but I'm just saying it, that the vinyl thing started as a hipster movement. And now it's all like everybody wants. Oh, I got to get one ninety gram. I don't even buy vinyl, man. The last vinyl I ever bought was in nineteen eighty six, maybe, because I was on cassettes, which is the worst medium ever. Oh fuck yeah! We all have to agree to that. The eight tracks is not much better. Oh, yeah. Listen, there was a time, and Jerry's noticeably quiet, but there was a time when nobody wanted to buy vinyl. Hell yeah! Absolutely. Oh, because absolutely. the CDs were were like freaking great to put in your car we were, and jam. Yes, and more portable. And we all but were floored by those, how the those, great quality of the sound and it didn't degrade those ever. Early Sony Walkmans, fucking fucking. When you walk, they would fucking skip. <laughs> they didn't have those anti vibration yeah. thing on them. And well, the thing I, is, I, I used to have one of those. Sony, I didn't have one of those Sony Discman when I had a pull-out cassette player back in the day. I had this little thing that attached to my seat. I put it on its cradle, and I set inside my cassette deck and listen to CDs. <laughs> well, I hear you. I hear you. But like, dude, I, I mean, I, honestly, wanna, I just have to defend one thing about 
streaming. First of all, I get when some people say, "Oh, it's for pop fans that like Cardi B." They just I I get albums on mine. I don't know what these other people are talking about because I get full albums and um, like let's say for example, remember when Revolver was dropped last year, Mark? Yeah. The Deluxe Remaster and all that. The whole thing's on Apple Music. Bonus tracks, everything. But you know what isn't on Apple Music? I don't own it physically. I get that. However, let's say, just for example, I want to get Kiss's whole discography. I'm only using them as an example. I'm not defending. How many albums does Kiss have? I don't know. A lot. 10,000. Right, James? Yeah. Uh, Can you get all Frank Zappa's albums on there, too? I believe so, or, you know, occasionally there'll be something missing. I will give you that. But you have YouTube for that. Did However. Was this album on Apple? Just take down this. Too? It wasn't on Amazon. It was on Apple. That's why I listened to it on. And I'm saying, I spent uh, way less to listen to, say, let's just use Kiss as an example. The whole discography of Kiss versus going and buying all of them on vinyl. And you don't even know if you like it. You know those shitty albums that you like, like Marvel, like Crazy Nights and shit? Well, I wouldn't want to buy that. But it Jerry on, has it on, on vinyl. Music. Well, he's a completist. He's a Kiss fan like he's myself. No, but they, have, they have 20 studio albums. Mm-hmm. But you can listen to these on Apple. I have all the Casablanca albums one collection. One. It's awesome. So and I defend it for that, and also for us that do soldiering or support soldiering and are in places that I can't drag a record player with me. It's a godsend. For the rest of the people at home, chilling, kicking it, buy all the vinyl you want. Jerry, though, you bought that goddamn Keel album. Uh, that was a Biggest mistake of my life, but I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna say, <laughs> Psycho Circus, Crazy Nights, and Hot in the Shade are still in the original wrapping, and never hasn't been opened yet. <laughs> I actually enjoy Psycho Circus. I'm one of the weirdos. Don't don't open them, Jerry. I just leave them for. Well, we need to get, and I, and I, and I, get to all those fucking Kiss albums because they do good on the downloads. <laughs> I hate and I hate Sonic Boom, but man, if I could find it on vinyl cheap, I would buy it. Kiss uh, equals money, baby. And so yeah, is Guns yeah. N' Roses. So uh, is I, need, I, need, I, need, I need killers, too, but I would actually call yeah, that. Yeah, we, well, we, we have a podcaster who has a huge channel because of Kiss. So that's pretty damn good. Yeah, and, and Guns N' Roses does really well. Yeah, Guns N' Roses does really well, too. It's because people want to hear it. Like, I hope, hate them, I hope to God they make a new album because the new singles, we'll talk about that on the video, new singles yeah. going to be dropping maybe Friday. So, I saw yeah, that. it's still a rumor. Still a rumor. Let's we'll see. I'll I believe it when I see it. I, but I got. Go ahead. Go ahead, sorry. James. No, go ahead, James. I'm sorry. Um, couple things. I was taking notes while you guys were talking. Um, you talking about 1987? Yeah, I, I had cassettes and albums back then. I was still buying both. Yeah. And the cool thing about cassettes to me, uh, for one thing, um. It was very easy to record something on them, especially if I wanted, I was playing guitar, you know, and I record myself and yes. go back over James. top of it. That James, was very true cool. Story. True story, dude. I had my mom, unfortunately, I don't know why she did, 
But she bought me VOA for Christmas one year. She's oh my! Never, never <laughs> listened to it. Took, I was, I, and guess what came on the radio live on the air? GNR live from the Ritz. I took like I took the, like balled up like paper, you know, like you make the spitballs, and you put them in the like the little corners of the cassette. And I taped over VOA with GNR live at the Ritz. <laughs> is that not awesome? That is a good, that is a good use of a fucking piece of shit cassette there. You could tape but, over like uh, you could use tape. I couldn't oh. find Scotch tape though. I wasn't. I was like, oh fuck, because it was on the radio. Like I think I missed one track. Yeah, you just get a piece. I was of like, paper shit. Throw it in there. Yeah, wadded some paper yeah. up in that little fucking. I used to do that shit all the time. Yeah, man, and, and that's a perfect use. For VOA, what a <laughs> shitty record that was! Oh, for Christ's sake! Well, the world yeah. knows that. But 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 like I'm saying, it, you know, cassettes are so easy. You know, they were so easy to record shit with. So yeah. you know that that meant a lot to fucking teenagers back in the '80s. You know, who couldn't buy shit all the time? We record our shit off the radio. You know, when the radio yeah, actually exactly stuck. exactly yeah, and it was portable, better than those portable CD yeah. players. Yeah. Those portable CD players are too fucking bulky, man. You couldn't attach that to your yeah. belt without you your hands to, falling you, down. It used, no. to record song, it used to record a song on the radio, and the fucking DJ would be talking all the way to when the the, the, the fucking the vocals start kicking in. I hated yeah. that, dude. But other than that, you know, I love doing that. Ninety-five point guys... LOS. Here's awesome. Yeah, awesome exactly. As it's playing. <laughs> was, was it just me, or did you ever record something off MTV on audio? Oh yeah, yes. I tried that before. Oh, yeah. I tried that. Times. I Plenty did that. Times. I did that with her. Uh, What's that one DJ Jazzy Jeff song that everybody Parents knows? Understand? Yeah, uh, <laughs> recorded uh, that off the TV, uh, but, you, but you heard me rapping. With I it like Will Smith on the recording. <laughs> I don't care for him, but that song rules. I like that. And I like summertime. Summer, summertime. Summertime is great too. Yeah. If I start here getting jiggy with it, I'm gonna fucking hate. I like it. getting jiggy I with it. I don't care for that. No, I don't care for that. And I like Dude, the I like the Men in Black where they they uh, did that uh, fucking. They... That was corny. Yeah, but is the independent is the Independence Day sequel any good? No, 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 no. It's horrible. Okay. Of course, the only good guy in there is Data. <laughs> how did he live though i forgot that movie's so bad i'm forgetting how he survived it. how did he survive jerry i guess that thing didn't kill him i guess i can't uh, remember i only saw the movie once and i you know was very disappointed i never was i never wanted to remember it? it yeah it was bad. but i love the first one that was yeah oh, the first one was awesome bad. but the, the second one was just like uh no <laughs> Uh, this this fella posted today Total Recall against True Lies. Total Recall. Total all Recall. Day. Yeah, all, all day. day. I day. love both movies. True Lies is yeah. a fucking They're great fucking yes, Total Recall. It's cool, but it gets Total, Total Recall, recall. definitely. But I'm talking about the visuals James Cameron did in freaking uh, True Lies are fucking amazing, man. Oh, it was cool, and you had Jamie Lee Curtis. She <laughs> looked fucking great, man. It was cool. Uh, I'll talk about Total Recall. Recall. Total Recall had Sharon Stone and uh, Rachel oh, Tickets, yeah. and I always thought she was hot, too, man. Oh, you know, yeah. My favorite Arnold movie is probably one of the lesser loved yeah. ones. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I love it, dude. Yes. Love it. That Richard Dawson, Dawson, Dawson man. Dude. Dude. It's got fucking... Uh, 
Hey, Machito Yeah, and Jim Brown. And they're the only team right now putting a number 32 on their helmet. Matt, did you and guys whole, like her? The whole league should, right, Jerry? Oh, no, Jim, when it comes to Jim Brown, absolutely. Hey, did you think Mario Kachita Alonso was, like, one of the most underrated actresses of the 80s? I won't go that far, but she looked nice in it. Yeah, she was awesome, though. Every movie she was hey, in. Hey, man, yeah. fuck, it, it, even had, it even had Mick Fleetwood in it, man. That's how cool that fucking movie was, dude. Jesse Ventura. The governor. There's always background noise with you, James. Hold the phone up to your face. <laughs> Cannot figure out how to take it off fucking speakerphone. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, I, thought my, my cre- I thought my creaky chair was the worst. Well, it's supposed to be on speakerphone. You're on I Skype. Think, <laughs> I think Running Man is my favorite Arnold movie. I agree with you. I need that on 4K, man. Uh, I can't. I can't do that fan over the Terminator, man. Sorry. Oh uh, like, no, but but also Commando is fucking really. But the good people too. that hate on Terminator too. Or oh, no, I love Ter- my I love every single. I love all Terminators. So you know, yeah, Predator, uh, Predator. That's where Jesse was in, wasn't he? He's in Predator. Too, I, ain't right? got, in Predator. I ain't got time to bleed. Yeah, Predator. He was he's awesome. T two is fucking awesome. Yeah, I you love like T two. Everybody seems to hate that movie. I don't know why, man. I think it's just fucking. Oh, let me let me use your catchphrase. It's trendy to. Because uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I have to come up with a new, tri- uh, new catchphrase. Yeah, you guys are like overusing that and enjoying that now. Oh, oh, you don't like what I like? You're trendy. Yeah, <laughs> it's one of, one of two movies that Eddie Furlong was in that I can stand. Yeah, I mean, I like it, dude. I don't know. I mean, I'm sorry. The other one was uh, Pet Cemetery too. I used to call you guys elitist, enjoy, and now trendy. My next one should Termin- be my Terminator next one, Twos. My next one should be you guys are posh. Jesus Christ. Yeah. special effects stand up today. They were as good as anything out today. T2, the best version of that movie is when they have Michael Bean in there, like, leading her out of the fucking psych asylum. I like that. That was a cool scene. That, that was, was a cool, cool scene. scene. They never should have cut that out of the original, man. Yeah. I did not like the Terminator with Christian Bale. Didn't care for it. I like that one. Sorry. And the one after it was even worse. Oh, yeah. That was, Genesis. Yeah. Genesis was horrible. Yeah, I didn't care. Dude, I love Genesis, man. Genesis three, was, cool, three was iffy. Three was iffy. Yeah. yeah. Three was probably, if you're talking Arnold Arnold Terminators, the three, their third one was the worst. But I agree with Charles. I didn't really care for. I the like Rise of the Machines. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Oh, but in the last Terminator, the last one when they I, brought Sarah back and they were kind of together, like, they oh, fucking no. killed John I Connor. Think, I do yeah, think Terminator. I do think Terminator one. Is the best film in the series, but I don't understand yeah. the hate for T2. But Me neither. Like, it's a fucking great the, movie. The thing is, I'm saying in the last fucking thing they did with Terminator, they killed John Connor. So all those Terminator movies are nil now. <laughs> oh, gone. dude. It's because it's the whole fucking feminist woman fucking power bullshit, man. That's why the last couple have fucking sucked. Just like about every other movie that's come out. Hey, that chick you know. in T3 was hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. That's like the Christiana, last one I really yeah. Christiana Loken. Yeah, like, I love her. The movie was eh. 
Yeah, she was all right, I guess. Bringing it back to what we're talking about with cassettes, man, I also want to point out that fucking Rain and Blood from Slayer, well, you played the whole thing on one side, you flipped it over, you got to hear the whole fucking album again on the other side. I mean, how awesome was that, dude? I I, I love that. Uh, And and buying albums and cassettes back then when you didn't have social media to, you know, find out about it, that was kind of the fun of it, man. You you took something home and it could be really fucking killer or you might take something home and, and, you know, it sucked. But more than Cutting crew was that for me. Cutting crew was that for me. I like I just dyed your arms tonight and I listen to the rest of the album. This fucking shit sucks. I never uh, bought a shitty cassette. Britney Fox <laughs> kicked my ass. Britney Fox is really shitty, Charles. I'm sorry to tell you that. Dude, it's, it's how and Slayer just looking at the awesome ass uh, covers on those cassettes. And I was like, damn, this looks pretty fucking wicked. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to check this out. And that's how I discovered Slayer, Venom, a lot of bands like that, man. And, you know, that that was the, the mystery of it. And it's just, it's not like that at all anymore, dude. I mean, it, it just, it definitely, a lot of the streaming shit. I agree. I agree. I don't know why these acts now release like half of their album before they actually put out the I album. I hate that shit, man. It, it just, I it don't understand it. Surprise, man. Yeah, they, they put out like four or five singles, and then it's like, okay, here's the new album. You guys kept showing me those extreme singles. Like, oh, I don't want to see them. I want to buy the album and listen to them. No, they, they can't be helped at all. I mean, yeah. that's a whole different deal. Yeah. Yeah. You know what, Charles? You need to rise above this shit. Yeah, rise above. Yeah, rise above Jesus the shit. Literally, you, you know that song is talking about the. You know that song is talking about the record companies. How fucking they build them up and then they'll tear you apart at the same time. Fucking great lyrics, man. Yeah, they should have yeah. torn them apart for Fuck sure. Fucking, like, fucking, fucking, <laughs> but, that's but, fucking uh, genius, dude. It's extreme rules, you guys all drool. And you know what? You guys are posh, man. You guys are posh. Well, what the fuck, ever? That's not going to catch you on. You know what? If, that, if, 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 that, if that's what it takes to be posh, Okay, you're fucking trendy, fucking then. You're fucking trendy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'll be trendy. Uh, and also, you know, talking about music labels, killing stuff. I mean, I, here's my opinion, and I know it's not really related, but the music, the music labels, you know, they talk about grunge killing hair bands, right? To me, it was the music label's fucking fault because they put out those second-rate and third-rate fucking hair bands, you know, trying to capitalize on that movement. And they basically, to me, killed them fucking selves by putting out all those shitty fucking third-rate bands, you know. And, and that's what I Call, yeah. Calling okay. them a third, calling them, calling them yeah. third rate is generous. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Firehouse, basically, all that basically, fucking warrant, all that bullshit. Firehouse wasn't hair metal. Basically, Fire the, the the majority of Mark's favorite bands. Yes, I agree. Thank you. My, you my, 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 my favorite bands are fucking Rush. Tesla, oh, Zeppelin, The Who, Nelson, The Beatles, yeah. Nelson is so beautiful. I, they're not my favorite bands or bands that I like and I'll listen to and play <laughs> on that. The harmonies, stuff. man. The oh, harmonies, dude. Uh, harmonies, harmonies so yeah. great. Yeah, I can fart in harmony. Well, you yeah, guys we like Slayer and King Diamond. There ain't better. no harmonies in there, so you guys are the telling Beatles, me. The Beatles are the king of harmonies. The Beatles are king of harmonies. 
There's the plenty of Beatles. Yeah, the Be- you could play the Beatles for me like in harmonies there, Charles. The Beatles are the king of harmonies. The Rolling the Stones Beatles. didn't have fucking harmonies compared to the Beatles. I mean, the dude. Stones uh, had what are you talking about? Not like the, the Beatles. Not like uh, the Beatles not, harmonies. They had harmonies. They didn't have uh, four-part harmony like the Beatles did. <laughs> Overrated. <laughs> Excuse me. Like uh, Extreme nah, does. Extreme has great no, harmonies. Extreme, Extreme is just fucking, uh, fucking lame. The two best, I put up there with Queen with the harmonies, man. The two best harmony bands not are like Little, River Brand, not Little River Band and Little River Band and the Eagles are the two best harmony. Well, you want to know what? What Brian, about the Brian Beach Boys? Brian May disagrees with you on Extreme. Thank what you. about the Beach Boys? What yeah, the Beach I Boys? Uh, you I, may not I, like I, them, but they were great singers. I yeah, mean, but some of their songs were kind of stupid, though. The, the mean, Beach Boys okay. to me, the Beach Boys to me are are a band. Where I'm at, if I'm by the beach and they're like a vacation area, they're really cool. But if I'm sitting right. in my house listening to them, I just can't get into them. But when they tried to get psychedelic, they were kind of suck, man. That's the same thing with that. The same thing with that dude. He's that dude, the hamburger cheeseburger guy. What's his name? Fucking oh, Jimmy Buffett. Yeah, I don't. I, I can't. I, I can't oh, listen that's, to Jimmy Buffett. That's lame. Do you like Sammy or about, Jimmy Buffett it's, better? It's, it's, Jimmy Buffett's on the Jimmy. beach. It's better, you know. On the I'll beach. take Jimmy Buffett over Hagar. Of course. You Hell do. yeah. Fuck yeah. So would the rest of the world. No, yes. You, I, I, like how, I like how you guys speak for the rest of the world when half the world likes Hagar. So I'm sorry to tell you. No, 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 no. no. Half the fucking world. Uh, dude, he's got, thousands, he's got thousands of followers, man. I'm sorry to tell you that. Half of Hagar's family don't fucking like him. Half of Hagar's family don't like him. Really? Most of Van Halen fans complain about new David Lee Roth. Most Sammy Hagar fans do not complain about new Sammy Hagar. No, 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 no. Don't fucking put most of Van Van Halen fans in that, dude. I don't know anything. Do you like the new David Lee Roth songs? Do you like the covers he's doing of his own band? Dude, I don't care. He's fucking 70 years old. I don't give a fuck what he does at so this point. So is Sammy. Sammy's older than David. You are the only yeah. one listening. Sammy's always fucking sucked. Rob has fucking ruled for the majority of his life. Sammy has sucked from the beginning to fucking now. There's no fucking comparison, dude. So, no. so I, I didn't realize no. you were in a band like Charles tells me all the time. I would listen. I would listen to Fine Young Cannibals. Oh, God. Sammy Hagar. No, that's like an ice pick in your head. That's like drinking an icy and don't stop until your brain freezes low to your head. rock from Oingo Boingo. Oingo Boingo. I'll fucking take that yes. shitty band over him. Oh, Oingo Boingo rules. I, I, Oingo I, 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 Boingo. Can't, I can't say anything bad about Oingo Boingo, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I, went to, I went to the liquor yeah. store this morning and I was wearing my former members of Oingo Boingo shirt. Which you'll see in the video. And the, the guy sure goes, oh, you like going Boingo? And I go, yeah. And he go, hey, man, you're playing in Montclair. The former member, Steve Bartek's on guitar. You got Johnny Bottles on drums. You got Ooh. everybody there except Danny Elfman and they fucking steal Dude, they sound like a fucking, uh, one of them things you used to bounce around on as a kid. It was like one of the fucking things you <laughs> Have you read the lyrics of this What's band? This band thing? is... Dude, what, they, there's nothing wrong no. with capitalism. They there's did, nothing wrong with bringing a prize. There's nothing girls. wrong to they wanting to I live love, nice. They did Bob Dylan's got girls. great lyrics, but he sucks. Okay, the, I, yeah. I get that. But you know you agree with those lyrics of capitalism, man. <laughs> they did I Love Little Girls. 
<laughs> you know, that was that was going off on pedophiles. That was being as a third oh, person. Oh, was it? That was Danny oh, Elfman going boy. off on Hollywood and shit. Was it? Yes, it he was. was. What he saw, what he saw in the yeah. music business, a kid, a kids getting abused, man. Yeah, yeah, like okay. Well, just three three people know about this later. Okay, who's the guy? Who's the, who's the artist you like that write about stuff that happens in the industry? You guys love about Danny Elfman writes. It's like sucks, uh, dude. There's plenty of bands that write about shit in the industry, dude. But honestly, most of those songs, you know, they're not standouts because I mean, really, who gives a fuck about what's going on in the music industry? Well, just make some fucking good music and shut the fuck up. That's what. Yeah, that's what I Pink, care about these bands. Pink Floyd, Welcome to the Machine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, plenty of them, dude. I have mean, and those songs don't suck, you know. Have a, have a cigar. Yeah. Floyd. yeah. Good, because Roger good. Waters is good. Uh, Roger Waters. is not. Roger, Roger Waters garbage. is... Roger Waters cannot write a score to a movie like Danny Elfman can. He did. It, it, it he was horrible. It was horrible. It was horrible. Nobody likes that album. It was fucking wall. The fucking wall. That wasn't a. That wasn't a score to a movie. Mark, that was an album that became Lloyd a movie. Weber ripped off Echoes with the Phantom of the Opera fucking theme, and he did. Oh, Thanks, man. man. <laughs> the wall was absolutely a fucking score to a movie. They just he didn't, didn't fucking write the score up, to that. Well, dude, I mean, fucking... It was, it was their fucking song. But he didn't write the score. They changed it. The shit. They had Bob Geldof sing that shit. Fuck Bob Geldof. They didn't change it that fucking much. Great. Well, they had Bob, Bob Geldof sing some songs, and that fucking changed it a lot for me. Fuck him. Bob Geldof is a hero because he didn't like Michael Hutchins. I don't, I don't like Mondays, and I don't like the Boomtown Rats, and I've always hated Bob Geldof. Fuck him. Even before the Michael Hutchins shit. I thought he was great in that film. Dude, he was fucking awesome in that film, dude. He's, a, he's, oh he's an God. elitist motherfucker that everybody hates. <laughs> like Bono. I don't hate him. I don't know anybody else Bono that hates him. ain't no fucking elitist. I know nobody what? that hates Bob Geldof. Zero. Oh, there's a lot of I'm gonna send you to Jer a group. Jerry, chime in. Uh, Mark, Mark probably boycotts the USA for Africa album, but you know, all that shit Bob Geldof did. Back <laughs> well, Bob Geldof didn't do that album. That was uh, uh, Michael Jackson and uh, yeah, it was Quincy Jones, Quincy Jones but it was Bob yeah. Geldof put it all together. No, 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 put that no, 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 the well, other one, the other one. It, was, it was the other no he's right no mark is right it's the other one uh what was it called fucking uh band-aid band-aid that's yeah the and they gave bono the worst line in that song yeah okay <laughs> Most yeah. Song, actually. which he shouldn't yeah. have had a line anyway but go thank, ahead. thank god it's them instead of you i hate that fucking lyric you sound like a fucking asshole he's an <laughs> irish citizen it was an english group he shouldn't but have yeah, been on their track well, go ahead. I don't get I, I don't get the hate for Bob Geldof. I mean, he does a lot of cool things. He did the Live Aids, man. I mean, I mean, what, why do you hate him so much? Yeah, because he denied Michael to see his kid. On That's Christmas. the only reason why. Really no, 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 because that started a major depression for Michael, which he fucking did a fixation in Charles. And Charles, 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 how many yes. Christmases have you missed because of what you're doing? Uh, a bunch. Okay, but the Everybody thing, the thing is, Christmas, he would have he would have flown to England to see his daughter, but Bob wouldn't let him. 
Wait, so you fucking up. I'm sick. Somebody's yes, family. Yes, shit. Well, I like Michael take, Hutchins. I want to I'm hear more take, in excess, man. Fuck. I'm going to take well, you, 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 and most of the people with ovaries. But oh, fuck off. I will say, <laughs> yeah, yeah, why are you yeah. being misogynistic, there, man? Sorry, women. It, if you like it, it wasn't. It wasn't that was Noel, It wasn't that his good. fault. Fuck it was off, Noel man. Gallagher who said. Hastings should not give awards to go on a base. And that's what they blame on his fucking depression. Because they were losers. NXS sucks. That that's is the way fuck. it goes. Yeah. God, they suck, man. They you suck. know what, yeah, man? I can hear freaking Oasis sing the song Elegantly Wasted. <laughs> who, uh, yeah, who, you and who else listens to that? A lot of people like it. Hey! If you guys listen no, to this show, no. NXS fans on there, leave us comments and thumbs up if you like Michael Hutchins or you hate Michael Hutchins. I hate yeah. NXS. They had a goofy saxophone that was straight. It wasn't even the right shape of a saxophone. Do you know, do you know that guy who played was, the saxophone? You know that guy who played the saxophonist was a multi instrumentalist. He also played uh -huh. guitar and rhythm and a lot uh -huh. of other stuff. He when he wasn't playing the sax, yeah. he was doing other things in the band. Kind of Did like Johnny Cola of Huey Lewis and the News played rhythm guitar. Did he write Champagne Supernova, sir? Oh, God. <laughs> that song is good, but it's not like the one of the best songs ever. It's better than anything in excess No, it isn't. Yes. Yes. No. yes. I agree with but that. But once you need kicks that song's ass. But then no. again, Falling but Down the Mountain, End Up Kissing Dirt. But but the one again, thing, Original Sin. Again, original Sin. why I'm... And that's enough why High Michelle blows anything from NXS oh, away. Oh, fuck off! I like it enough's enough. They're <laughs> better than NXS? Uh, original uh, Sin? Original Sin uh, fucking the lyrics? You might know. Enough. I know you're I, 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 I do like I do like NXS's first album, but I do first know. album? You brought, what, what do you think the first album was? Yeah. What was what the first shit? album, Jerry? Chick music. Shit. But, uh, from if you say Beyond the up, Colors, you're right. If you don't say that, I'll be wrong. your game, Mark Alden Taylor. You still live in 1987, man. But Girls do not really? care. Do you, you live in 1987? I'm buying new bands. Yes. I got I'll a new, new what, fucking Death Coda on CD. Do you have a new CD? One of the, one of the, I one of the worst, yeah, one of the worst songs, worst songs ever streaming. written. Worst song ever written is by NXS. That Suicide Blonde song. Oh, fuck oh, off! Hideous song. Fuck ever. off! They were talking that's about the trend that was blows. going on with people doing that in a hairstyle, Suicide Blonde. And you're calling that me out. Of, you're yeah, calling me out, and Noel Gallagher's new album is, to me, the best album of this year. And what? yes, I'm That's biased. how he brings me down, James, because I like the new Noel Gallagher album. All right, let's get really good. Here, it's really let's good. Get down, let's get down to what we came here for, yeah? No, not yet. No, no, no. no, no we're yet. having fun here. No. Why do you always yes. want to quit the arguments? What people come and listen to. Because I'm Judge Jerry, that's why. Because he's the Ed McMahon. No. He's the Phil Hartman. He's the glue, man. He's the glue. Uh, NXS <laughs> makes poison look like linebackers. Oh, my God. Uh, uh, no, I, I got to say, man, I don't know about that, bro. Poison sucks pretty fucking bad, dude. And uh, Every Rose Has a Thorn is like my fucking worst okay. song ever. Uh, and I hope you guys enjoyed that episode that we did on Poison. <laughs> we have but what's a more badass song? Look what the cat dragged in or fucking... Suicide Blonde. Suicide Blonde is way better. Thank you.
Yeah. Oh, that's tough. I mean, you had to have a choice. I would have to go with poison. You know what? I'll have to go with poison on that, too, man. <laughs> I mean, dude, if it's I had a gun to my head, to it. gun to my head is probably the best poison song. Like rock pop, man? I don't understand. <laughs> In Excess didn't change for people. You know they had to fight to get that album kick out from the record company? They wanted, them to, they wanted to trash that album and make them record another one, and that became one of the biggest selling albums of all time. Record companies are dumb! Because it's not a great Australian band. Men at Work was better. No, yeah. Minute says yeah, it's way. Men at Work, Men at work has two good albums. They were better than Men at No, they have yeah. a lot of shit tracks on those two yeah, albums. Yeah, they were. No, I can listen to a whole Men yeah. album without skipping. I skip a lot of fucking Men at Work, in, man. In yeah. my opinion, the greatest... I Man, I love the Stones, too. But I say this just because AC, ACDC is the greatest rock band ever. Me. Because they stick, they stuck to their vision. I agree. Hard to argue. You might have got tired of hearing the same old thing over and over again, but they stuck to what they Who did best. Who gets tired of listening to ACDC? Some people. Why? Some people because the songs I mean, kind of start to sound the same. I, yeah, I mean the last couple albums, man. Be honest, dude. I'm Why? not being. I'm not three, eight, four albums. ACDC. Power Up that, rules, that, dude. Did you listen to Power Up, James? Yes, yeah, all right, Power man. Up's cool. What? It's decent, dude, but it's just... I gotta be honest with you, I would much rather have heard Axl Rose you doing a... Yes. You know what? I agree. I want him to do an album with them, so shut you motherfuckers up, because it's gonna suck. No, it no. doesn't suck. No, well, no, yeah, no, if you I... heard Absurd, you know it's gonna dude. suck. That's dude. not... That's Axl wrote that. Let, dude. Let Angus write the songs, and he comes exactly. up with the lyrics. Do you think Axl will let Angus write all the songs without putting any input yeah, in it? Yeah, yeah, Don't yeah, you think yeah. Axl's, Axl's fucking ego is saying, hey, seen, I want to have, you have a song seen, credit? Have you uh, seen uh, footage, uh, young sir, even though you're older than me? Young sir, have you know. seen footage of the <laughs> Axl DC shit? Yes, Axel would. Axl would take a step back, let Angus do his thing. The Angus and, and yeah. Angus is and Axel learned and he became more professional because of doing that work with ACDC. Yeah, I he believe show this for shows anymore because Angus. I told believe him. this to my heart, and <laughs> I think I love Brian Johnson, but I think Axel could pull off those Bond songs. Yes, he can. Brian. He can, and the interest, dude, and I mean, do the Brian songs. He can ah. do the Brian songs. Yeah, he can do both. the Bond songs. Yeah, yeah they would have that. Brian Dude. is okay on those Bond songs, but it's not, not quite that. the same. You know, no. you know I, think, I, I agree with Charles, man. I think uh, Axel was fucking awesome with ACDC, man. Especially doing the Bond songs, man. But the oh, thing yeah. is, with, with Axel's ego, even though he shut it the down for Angus, I, let me finish. Let me finish. But the thing is, don't you think he would have loved to have a co-write with Angus on some of those new songs that they he did? He would have got it. He would have. Sure, they would have did that, man. Sure, he would have wrote the lyrics. Sure. You know, Angus stopped giving Brian Johnson running running writing credits after Back in Black. Hey, that's the I'm not of the game. that, dude. All I know is actually would have did a killer album with ACDC, and it would have got a lot of interest back in ACDC. Because honestly, man, the last three or four albums, man, they're eh. That's you put Axel all in the ACDC fans love the power up, man. It's exciting again with Axel, man. They, they, they would have made a killer album. I have I, no I, doubt. 
I love Blow Up Your Video. I love a lot of Brian Johnson albums. But I do too, man. In the end, in the end, they just don't touch. Even though I love Back in Black. Jesus Christ, what an album. And I do love it more than those about to rock. I'm sorry. I do love, though, those who are about to rock, but dude, Highway to Hell Back is perfection. My opinion. I, I yeah. Bond, Bond is my favorite Period. singer. The thing that pisses me off is somebody put up, I think it's somebody put up, uh, fucking, I think it was Will, uh, fucking, I don't fucking think it, a new, it don't matter. You know, new, uh, Wayne Newton, he put up uh, AI, Bond Scott singing back in black. I go, this is sacrilegious, man. Why the fuck do you guys always pick on Brian Johnson, man? Brian Johnson fucking did a killer job in ACDC, but you guys push him aside and fucking just lick Bond's ass so much. Even though I love Bond better than Brian, Brian Johnson gets a lot of fucking shit undeserved. I he think. does. He does. But there is no, in my opinion, besides maybe the great David Lee Roth, there is no front man in Mr. Rock and Roll there's more rock and roll than Bon Scott, in my opinion. I, I think Brian Johnson is pretty fucking rock and roll. He's myself, great. Man. He's great. He is, but, dude. But he's, he's raw. Bon. He's there. He doesn't try to change for trends. But he's not Bon. And Bon was not trendy. Bon was Brian, man. Bon. He was the one that picked him. Yeah. I know this. And, and the reason why he liked him is because he did a Little Richard song. And he bursted out with appendicitis and screamed his ass off, and he thought it was part of the show. <laughs> he didn't even know it was like a medical emergency. He was just like, that guy was fucking great. So he took him. I get that. But Bond is goddamn special. And yeah. man. Yes. And right. Axel, so, uh, I love him. I love him. That's the way it goes. But Axel is the closest to Bond in voice. Just listen to Riff Raff, whole lot of Rosie. Actually, can pull oh, that man. shit off in his sleep, Sounds and that's the last time he's. Yeah, that's like the last time, in my opinion, because I've listened to New Guns and Roses live, and Axel's trying to be like Bruce Dickinson now, and it sucks. But when he was singing raw with ACDC, like old school Axel, and, and oh. damn it, it would have been nice, but oh well. I love I don't yeah, Brian Johnson. That's pretty damn good. Oh yeah, I don't hate Brian. I'm glad he's back, and that's cool. No big job, though, man. They should have did one with Axel, man. Because one the, album, the, the world, the, the world was paying attention when Axel hopped up there for those last ten. Because they expected him to suck, and he didn't. Yeah, and he didn't, dude. He kicked fucking ass, and he shut everybody's fucking mouth up. He was on time. He fucking took a backseat to Angus on the stage. He never tried to, you know, outshow him or, oh, this is my band, you know, any of that shit. He was totally respectful to those guys and just fucking in awe that he was even fucking there. So, yeah, that I think he cool. would a really good fucking album with them, man. And and he, they, they had the world's interest again, dude. It just wasn't going to be a typical, you know, another oh, ACC album, another dude. Thing, another thing, another little nice thing. Was with Brian, they to they tuned down a half a step, which Axel, which Angus doesn't prefer. He likes to play in standard. That's right. what they played in standard. Yeah, that's right. They had the, yeah. the original yeah. feel to those songs. Yeah. I I would just die to hear Axel sing "Long Way to the Top," my favorite ACDC song. But anyway, 
We all love Brian Johnson. He's yeah, man. Everybody loves him. No man. problem. I love that dude, man. I'm he's glad he's back. Shit. I'm glad he's back. Yes. Yeah, I, they could at least put out a live album, Axel. That would yes. be awesome. There you go. There you go. That I'll would be into that. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, that would be cool, dude. And, and I've watched so many shows on YouTube with him at ACDC, man. He always fucking kicked ass with them. It was like that band was made for fucking Axel. You know, I mean, as far as singers, I band. prefer he left Guns N' Roses and fucking was in ACDC, to be honest with you. But I kind of I, I agree with you. So Slash could do more albums with Miles. So I'm good on that. No, I don't know about that. He could do more songs no, than Fergie. Because no. Roses, oh, I love no. that. I love that yes. Fergie song. I love Beautiful yeah. Dangerous. He can do. She <laughs> sounded kind of like Axel on that song, and she's not hard to look at. Yeah, yeah, you no, know, she's from Hacienda Heights. She's from my hometown, Hacienda Heights. But we had two different school districts. She went to Wilson High. I went to Los Altos High. She's a little bit younger than me. But she was at those fucking parties doing fucking meth. Yeah. <laughs> when I went to parties. She's cool. She was there. She's she cool. She, was she did a horrible rendition of the national anthem. But other than that, I don't care. I mean, just do some songs with Slash, and you're fine. And let Axel get with ACDC. How about two singers with ACDC? That'd be cool. You can do that. I'm not crazy about Miles Kennedy, man. I mean, he's cool and he's, he's decent, but they don't really do that much for me, man. With him and Slash, I just—it's like good songs. I'm like, damn, man, this would be great if Axel was singing this. Uh, you know, but, but Miles sing, wrote that with Slash, though. So come he on. couldn't sing Star. Axel couldn't sing Starlight. Yeah, well, he wouldn't have to because he's fucking Axel, and they got better. He's songs. Axel. He owns the GNR name. He is Guns N' Roses, and that's the way it goes. So, uh, Jerry, any more thoughts on this man before we get going? Uh, you can't go wrong with either Brian or Bond. I prefer Bond's music better, but yeah, Brian, Brian was awesome with the band. You can't deny that. Man, I mean, slaps way so much. I mean, nineties ACDC is a little suspect, but you know, eighties fucking Brian Jansen ruled, and you know, Bond, Bond's fucking the best still. But I, I, I appreciate it. I'm Eric Jordan. Jordan. I am with Brian fucking Davis on this. There is no bad ACDC album. Eric Jordan, oh, RMC, no, RMCP. I love You Shook Me All Night Long. I love it. Yeah, but He's got weird tired of it. Doesn't he? I love that guy. He's got I weird tired of it. I love Eric, I like that, that song. song. And it's like, that song rules, man. In the video, that chick. Holy fuck. How do you not like Led Zeppelin, dude? That is weird. We all like Led Zeppelin, like maybe. No, he likes Led Zeppelin now. Eddie, Eddie finally. Yeah, but only so much. Yeah, I'm still weird, man. That you didn't like Zeppelin at any point. Let me let me throw this idea. You know, but that's a good segue. You bringing up Led Zeppelin? No, but this is important, though. I want to throw this idea, James, before we get into the album. Uh, This is a good one, I think. I posted it myself. Your top five albums. I did not top five bands ever. I did not put Van Halen. And you know why, James? Why? Because I count the Van Hagar against Van Halen as a whole. 
Am I wrong? Yeah, you're wrong, dude. I mean, I wouldn't even count that at all because it's not it's not in the same fucking stratosphere as far as being the same band, dude. I mean, honestly, man, Eddie's probably the best of all time, but he did not play like fucking Eddie on those fucking Van Hagar well, albums. He lost that fucking time, man. That is, but was that his Hagar's so fault? Well, I mean, partly because, you know, he knew it was going to suck, so he probably didn't put his whole fucking effort into it, dude. He's like, I'm, I'm going to throw a bone. This fucking clown anyway. I'm going to throw um, a bone at Mark Alden Taylor here. Those albums did not say Van Hagar. They said Van Halen. Yep. Yeah, but they still sucked. I mean, no matter what. Oh, they, they did? Just, That's they're right. Fucking from the Pope, they still sucked. But it's not the same fucking band at all, how many, dude. How many it's not. shitty... How many shitty albums did Zeppelin have? None. Uh, thank you. None. Even well, Coda. Isn't a I real love album, Coda. But most of it's good. Yeah, it's a bunch of mixes. Yeah. But I love wearing and tearing. Oh, Great song. But I mean, how many came? How many bad did they have? None. Okay. But um, since we're talking about Led Zeppelin, man, what we're doing an album with a kind of a Led Zeppelin title here. It uh, does. You want to get into it? I know. I want James uh, to introduce it because he picked it, man. What are we doing? James? Yeah, I did. Okay, we're doing down two, is what I call it, but it's a, a hustle in your hedgerow. And, um, man, I have to say, this, this album, uh, spoiler alert, it's, it's right up there with Nola for me, man. This is a fucking really good album, dude. And, uh, underrated as far as I'm concerned because it came after Nola, you know, which is a masterpiece. But this one, to me, holds right up there with it, dude. It's like just a slim hair below it, man, at all. And this is my best, the best version of Down, as far as I'm concerned, as far as the band and everything, dude. So um, I am really happy we picked this one, and I can fucking do this shit in my sleep. I took notes, but I, I, I didn't have to, dude, because I've heard this so much. But yeah, man, I'm really happy we're doing this, um, and I'm ready to fucking roll. So, uh, cool. Jerry, you didn't know about this band, did you? No, I didn't. I mean, I knew, <clears throat> I knew it had you know Phil, and, Phil and Rex in it. Um, you know, and I know Pepper Keenan from um, uh, Corrosion to the Forty, um, but uh, I didn't know the other two guys. I guess it was kind of a super group. I guess I don't know. Yeah, anyway, yeah, I yeah, yeah it's Crowbar. Crowbar, yeah, that's Crowbar. it. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah I, too, man. And yeah, then the drummer I, was in Super Joint Ritual. I hate God. I hate God too. And man. I hate God. Yeah, he's a Phil nut swinger. But I have to admit, this is the first time listening. I listened to the, I listened to their first album. I haven't listened to Noli yet, but I'll probably give that a listen. Later. Oh, oh no! Oh, dude. But uh, dude. yeah, oh, I, I won't spill. I, I won't spill the beans too much on this one, but uh, dude, it was, it was, it was interesting. Well, I'm, I'm going to go second how I got into down. How I got into down is this guy right here named James West. Uh, he wanted to review NOLA. And I never knew Phil back then uh, that Phil like left Pantera and went to another band. And I didn't even know those last two Pantera albums until uh, uh, started talking about them. So I listened to NOLA. I got this fucking bitch. And I got like the rest of down from... Uh, because I need to play this shit because it needs to be heard. Uh, no spoiler alert, but uh, Charles, did you get into Down or is this the first time you heard I, them? I. Oh, it's not the first time I heard them. But, uh, 
to be fair, uh, when they really, what, the Nola came out in, like, 95, right? Yeah. yeah. I, I wasn't, I was in Deep Beatles fucking, dis, you know, whatever I was back then. So it, it went over my head at the time. But because of the shows and stuff, I've checked out Nola. I really recommend that album to people that don't know it. Um, but I saw Phil with Super Joint Ritual. Cool. In Cleveland, Ohio, for Ozfest 04, which was only good because of Judas Priest and the original Black Sabbath. Slayer. Phil Ward. Slayer was a little underwhelming at that show, I seen. And, and Super Joint got booed off the stage. So, uh, and with Hank Williams III, who I hold in high esteem, by the way, um, had no clue that about three quarters through the fucking set, we were like, oh, that's the dude from Pantera. Like, wow. Because I, I was deep in Beatles nerdum at that time. And Kiss. And so, wasn't aware of it. But because of the shows, I, I heard of this and I listened to the first album way before this one I didn't really check out this second album and, uh, and we'll see how I feel about it, Get into it. yeah I, I saw Superjoint twice met Phil. I wasn't I wasn't um, floored by him dude I'm sorry maybe love him dude dude was he strung out that night but he, he spiked his microphone on the ground and said you guys fucking suck and then the booze started raining really hard. I never them get booed. That's crazy. Oh, they got booed off the stage where I seen them. But cause we were, I mean, but to be honest, dude, I'm just being fair. I didn't know any of their songs. We didn't even know who the fuck they were. I was hanging out with some hippies who gave me a free ticket. So I had no clue. And I was like, oh, that's the dude from Pantera. That's about it, you know, really. But I've listened to their studio work. Not too bad. Not too bad. But we'll get into this record. I have an analogy for this album. But you didn't hear, James. Well, so you'll hear it when we get into it. Fair enough. Let's get to the first track. Oh, fucking man. How do you say this? La Surgery Gick Funeral Procession? Lysergic funeral procession. Lysergic funeral procession. Procession. So what do you think about this, James? <clears throat> okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. So um, opening this album up, um, I love the spoken word beginning. Uh, it's it's, it's kind of taking you on a journey. You know, the way I, this album starts out and the way the song builds. I love Phil's voice on here. It's uh, definitely one of the best vocal performances ever from him on this album, I think. Uh, I love the lyrics. It's about tripping acid, and uh, I may know something about that. And, um, you know, I, I, I think this is a really great way to start the album off, and it just kind of slides into that first song and builds and builds. And um, I just think it's a great album opener, man. Well, I'll go next. Song is muddling along. It's cool, then it picks up. Damn good song. Love it when Phil talks. Sounds so fucking evil. 
<laughs> it's like when he did that shit in Pantera, he's doing this and, and down also. It has three different parts to it that rules. It's fucking genius. Great song to start off an album. What do you think about it, Jerry? Um, I would disagree with you, too, about as far as the spoken words. I think he overuses spoken words too much on this album. Just about every song, he's got some kind of spoken word in it, but it's cool. I mean, this song is cool and heavy. I mean, it's uh, some pretty cool rock and shit. Not crazy about it. Actually, I wasn't too crazy about Phil's voice on this song, but it does get better. I'm going to give this song a two and a half out of five, man. I'm, it's okay. Nothing great. What do you think about it, uh, Charles? Well, the song curiously starts with some Slipknot-esque spoken word deal, but then goes into a proper song with actual singing and non-garbled gibberish. Uh, there's some interesting elements, I guess, but to me, this is a rather odd song. The guitar riff is somewhat generic sounding to me. I do enjoy the shift about halfway through it. Uh, better sounds of the guitar there, but overall I think this song misses the mark a bit with me. Phil doesn't sound that interested on it, far from his most exciting work. Uh, this song is just too much of a mess for me. And uh, I don't think we started off really well with this record. Well, there's like three different parts to it. It's got a slow, medium, and a and a stronger. I think. It's okay. Well, I I didn't really care for it. No, I'm glad you did. Yeah. I like it. Uh, C. James, I'm not so bad. <laughs> well, I, I mean, the yeah, remember Lee? Lee actually loved Nola, which yeah. just. Lee, well, we'll, we'll see. see. I, I, I don't I didn't say I hate it completely yet. We'll see. No, 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 man. I just pointed that out. I, I was so surprised when he liked it, dude. Like, it just blew my fucking mind, honestly. Well, spoiler, I think Nola was way better than this record. Okay. okay. But let's go. Let's go. I, I agree with you. I like Nola better, but this is no, no album to stick your nose up at. But let's get to the next song. There's something on my side. What do you think about this one, Jerry? All right. <clears throat> Finally, Phil sounds like Phil on this song, man. I love his voice on this song. Um, fucking riffage in this song is killer. I mean, it's got some dated sound on the guitar. It's got that harmonic chop riff effect to it, which is, you know, it was cool for that time, but, it, you know, it's not holding up well now. But it does have a cool fat bass and slick drum sound to it. I do love that. So here we go, man. We're off to... Uh, Definitely a better start than the last song. I love that slow part with the solo. You know, that's, that's really fucking cool. I mean, the bass is going off, like I said earlier, dude. And then it picks up and kicks ass. I mean, it's just an incredible tune. I give this one a four out of five, man. All right. Awesome. Then I go to my my review of this. Uh, no, James, go ahead. You go. Okay. Um, this is one of my favorite songs off this album, man. I really love this song. It's probably in my top three off here. Uh, Rex's bass sounds so good, man. And, I, you know, the, the guy on the uh, Nola album was fine, um, but he's no Rex. And Rex, to me, is like uh, probably the best metal bass player on the planet outside of Geezer Butler. I just love his style. I love his sound. I've always just loved Rex's bass sound. It sounds like a sledgehammer. I uh, love the lyrics here. Love the breakdown in the middle. Man, the guitars rip. Pepper and Kirk always deliver to me. Um, 
this is this is just a, a great song and uh probably <clears throat> they were my second favorite band in the 90s so yeah spoiler i love this album and love this song so uh then i get to it this is pantera man this fucking rules weird it, it has a fucking sick groove to it i said this band is great and phil is fucking killing it i fucking love that groove that they're laying down on this you know pantera had a groove and people compare the this band to pantera a lot but i think this band has a different kind of dirtier groove than pantera did because they got two guitar players on here just not dime and i think this fucking rules what do you think about it charles well, we we get a song that sounds a bit more Pantera-like here, and I do realize the band was trying to be different, but something tells me they figured we got to do something that would keep the Pantera fans into it. The best part of this song is that rather melodic break. Now, you don't hear that as much in Pantera songs to me, but... This is a good mix of the two styles meshing. A new take on that Pantera formula. Much better song to my ears than that opener. And I'm hoping they can keep this up because their first song had me a bit worried. Far from the greatest thing I've ever heard here, but it was definitely better on this one, and it does crush quite a bit. It's a decent track. The next track, The Man That Follows Hell. I'll go first on, on this. This song fucking rules. Grinding fucking power. Has some weird shit in it, but it fucking rules. I just, like, just want to say this song fucking rules again. I'm not going to explain everything, why it fucking rules. It just grinds. It's fucking metal as fuck. Lyrics are fucking great. What do you think about it, Jerry? <laughs> it's got a pretty cool drum opening. Um, I don't think it's as good as the previous track, but it's not bad by all means, man. I mean, uh, Kirk Shepard's guitar playing is, you know, phenomenal again on this song. I don't know who, do they switch leads or is one the lead and one's the rhythm guitars? Switch. They switch. They switch. Okay. Both but, yeah. okay, but yeah, I mean, this is fucking, this is a, this is a, this is a good tune, man. I mean, it, I don't like it as good as the last song, but I give this one a three out of five. So what do you think about it, uh, James? Okay, um, the man that follows hell. I, I have to say, the drums start off jamming. Jimmy Bauer rules, man. He, I love that dude. He, he's such a great drummer. You know, he's he's also been on a few COC albums. Uh, the guy's just really tight. Got a really good groove going. Uh, we call him Bauer Power. Uh, these lyrics are masterful to me you know uh phil's not only my favorite singer in front man but lyricist too uh it's kind of a strange riff but awesome uh you know lucifer's falling so further we fall down just some really good lyrics and a uh, solid track off off the first side of this uh killer album mm -hmm. to me and uh you know side note yeah i i have heard you know several people say that they should have opened the album up with a different track and moved uh, the first one around. And I think it would have been liked a little bit more. I know it's, it's you know, comparing it to the first, to the Noah album, the way that one opens up so heavy. Yeah, I, I kind of get it. But um, yeah, man, uh, Man That Follows Hell, I think it's uh, just a really solid uh, tune off this uh, album off side one. So what do you think about it, Charles? 
Well, this one goes hard, man. Great riffage from uh, Pepper Keenan and Kirk Winstein. Uh, Jimmy Bauer's drums are pretty cool on it as well. Now, this track right here, and this is more like it. Now, I like that previous track where you hear, oh, yeah, it's good, but not the greatest thing ever. So I kind of disagree with Jerry. Uh, this is a regular, this is a rather intense track. In my opinion, the guitar work is standout. Sign me up for more of this, please. I bet this one ruled live. They're now approaching some rankings from me, and I'm going to give it three Jimmy Pages for the killer guitar work. Cool. So then we get to the next song called Stained Glass Cross, which I picked. So here's Stained Glass Cross on the Freeform Rock Podcast.
right, that was stained class cross. Stained class cross, man. I'm a little slurry. Hard to say. Slurry. <laughs> oh, man. A fucking organ? The fuck? What's going on here? What is this, Boston? But what has a killer groove going on? This is fucking awesome. This song rules. I love how the lead goes into the cor the chorus rules. And man, an unexpected fucking organ solo. <laughs> what the fuck? This fucking rules, man. I didn't expect this. This was a fucking huge curveball by this band on this song, man. It's like, what the fuck? An organ solo? Who played the fucking organ in this band? <laughs> it doesn't even tell you. Uh, there's an organ on here, isn't there? Or was I tripping? I was stoned when I left. No. It's an organ. But who played the fucking organ? Uncredited. I'm not sure about that one. It's uncredited. uncredited. That was some fucking cool shit. Uh, Jerry, what do you think about it? Jerry? I guess he went took a piss and didn't tell us. Hey, James, what do you think about this track? Okay. Um, yeah, it's a hard one to pronounce, uh, th this song. But, um, man, if, you know, I think this could have been a single off here if radio was actually worth a shit and would have played some, you know, cool metal. It's hard to find around, around my parts at least. But um, I, I just think it's got a really great groove to it. Uh, I don't want to say it's commercial at all, but it is one of the more commercial songs off this album if, if you want to say that um i love the organ solo in the middle again that that was a nice surprise to me too i'm not sure who played that but um man you know i i, I think it's really cool it's really unexpected because you know you expect a guitar solo or something here comes this organ which is probably the only damn song phil's ever done with an organ on it you know but um i think it's really cool um you know, when taken by The Undertaker, no questions anymore. Just some great lyrics. The drums and bass are just jamming on this one and really laid a foundation here. I love this one, man. Jerry, you're back. Stained Glass Cross. Yeah, okay, this is different, like you said. Um, unexpected, unexpected keyboard stuff. I mean, I give bands credit for trying to change things up. Uh, but man, this song this song doesn't work for me at oh. all, man. I'm sorry. Oh. It's got some it's got some tasty chops in it, but man, I just didn't understand this song at all, man. I, I apologize. Like I said, this is my I listened to this song album twice. I'll listen to it more. I promise, and my opinions might change. But uh, I'm not a fan of this song, man. This is a one out of five for me. Sorry, guys. And I'm the one who doesn't like metal, apparently. So Charles, what do you think about it? You uh, not apparently. Uh, Fuck off. Oh, wow. Man, we get a little organ in here. Uh, unfortunately, uncredited. The band wanted to put a little blues sound on this record, from what I've read, and we get some of that influence here. I do enjoy it, but then again, kind of in the back of the head, in my head, I'm like, this is a head-scratcher to me. I'm not sure the guitar break quite works to me but i don't find it as weak as the opener it's interesting this song i give them credit for trying something different but think the structure of the song is poor stick to one style would be my recommendation but i but i i don't think it's their worst song i've ever and i don't think it's the worst thing i've ever heard 
but it's one of the oddest songs I've ever heard. So then we get to the uh, the next track, Ghost Along the Mississippi, which James picked. So here they are, uh, Down, Ghost Along the Mississippi on Freeform Podcast. Sorry for interrupting the podcast. I just want to take a second to thank all of you for listening. Please take a second to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Podbean. And join the Freeform Rock Podcast community on Facebook. Now, back to the show. Quite a while to clear my 
All right, James, ghost along the Mississippi, brother. Okay, so um, this is my favorite tune off this album. Um, it's a phenomenal riff. Uh, it starts this journey, and, and just uh, Bill comes in singing so good. You know, guy, I love his voice. Uh, the lyrics hold some deep mean, meaning for me and many people um, who know what he's talking about and get it. Um, pretty much about killing a few personal demons. And, um, you know, I might have one or two in my past. So uh, this, this song just holds some meaning to me. And, um, man, I, you know, I guess my one a day became 10 or 12 or more and more. Just boot lyrics. The guitar solo rips on here, man. I mean, it really rips. Uh, this was just a special one. And uh, I love hearing him play it live. And it, it is definitely one of the best down songs ever to me. Yikes. Mark, can I go next? Mark. I don't have to mark. Where the hell did he go? Well, go ahead, Charles. Might as well go there. Okay. I don't know what happened with him. I'm sorry. I don't like Hagar, by the way, James. But uh, <laughs> musically good, lyrically poor. <laughs> I have absolutely no idea what the fuck he's talking about. And the, and the music's fine. But I thought it was poorly sung. Bad lyrics throughout. Oh, I had no idea <laughs> Phil was a Hagar fan. I knew uh, Dime and Vinny were. But love shit, them. I guess... They love Pound Cake. I think, I guess, Phil was uh, influenced by Hagar as well. As this sounds like he wrote the lyrics of this song. This song is just not good to me. I think the band was going for a sound that was contemporary at the time, the listeners. Jesus. And, uh, I, I wouldn't have been one of those because I don't like like System of the Down and shit like oh, that. But system. just an absolute bore of a song, and I would be hitting skip. Damn. So did Jerry talk about Ghosts of Sorry. Mississippi yet? Along the no, he didn't. Jerry, go ahead. Well, Charles, man, I'm going to have to disagree with you, Charles, man. I, I love the sound of this song, man. Um, right on. This is what I'm talking about, man. This is cool shit. I mean... If you break this song down into parts, man, the counter-riffing by the guitar players in this song are just fucking amazing, dude. Um, especially, during the, especially during the verses, man. It's got this, this almost slow and ominous type of feel to it. Um, this is a really fucking cool tune, man. I like this song. Four out of five, man. All right, man. So then we get to the the next track, which is Learn From This well, You didn't say what you, you thought. Oh, I, did. I thought I did. You love it, because you were like, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Man, this all... <laughs> I, sorry, I had to go refill my drink. Uh, when when uh, Jerry James creamed on it, James did, and I don't... Uh, this song rules. Coming, coming in with those charging guitar riffs, this is like one of the best songs on the album. I love Phil's vocals. He's killing it. Man, this song has so much going on in it. Put some headphones on and smoke a doobie, dude. There's so much shit going on in this song. So many swirling fucking guitars. One, I cannot smoke doobies. And two, I did listen to it with headphones. Well, tr okay, we'll drink some whiskey then. Maybe whiskey will change it. I can at work when I listen to the song. And I am proud to be the only person who didn't like it. So there you go. Well, you're, <laughs> well, you're trendy. 
Yeah, I'd say you're crazy. I'm sorry. Well, we're not done with this fucking epic. You know what? I'm going to bring it up now. You know, when metal is great, it's great. But when it's shit, it's like what you eat at the Chinese fucking buffet. There's nothing worse than Chinese shitty food. I don't like Chinese food. When it's good. When it's good, it's awesome. When it's shit, it's terrible. But I'm not going to say I've said I've liked the song so far, so we'll see. I would say when metal is good, it's it's worse than a than a steak that's not cooked right. No, I like it's good. When it's when it's bad, it's not like it's yeah. a bad steak. You know, go for people who like meat. You know, fucking. I mean, I love I I, the Chinese I, food. Is. I'm more of a rock and roll dude, James. To be fair, but I do loves me some metal. I love uh, Bathory and stuff like that, but when it's not good, it's not good. I love metal. Like, metal and rock and roll, to me, are, like, basically the same. I've yeah. And there's things no, out there that like I the don't same. like that aren't metal, like Duran Duran and NXS, but... Yeah, we know. They're rock and roll. Yeah, you know what, know, James? These two are That's shitting on this album. Good. I'm not That's shitting good. on this album. Oh, I only shit man. on a song or so. I, 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 how, I, how am I shitting on this album? I, I don't know. Like I'm trying song. to look good here. That's good, dude. I'm trying to lick James's ass right now. Give me a break. He's trying, no. to, he's not trying one to pour person. out them horns. That's not all. one person do I know that it fucking does not like that song, dude. Like that just blows well, just my mind, one. dude. You met one. <laughs> well, I gotta tell you, man, I like you, but for fucking even relating Phil and Sammy in the same sentence, if I could have you arrested for a night, you'd be in a flat. You'd be in a fucking flat. I would send I'd you, you in there for a week. Just, was, just don't drop was, the soap, Charles. Yeah, I yeah. will send you the number to the Polish popo, and no okay, problem. Well, well, come get me. We'll stick you and fucking Hagar in there, and uh, I'm not yeah. gonna say. I'm not gonna say. Is it Sammy Big and Bold? They won't arrest you for that. It's kind of like boring and plotting, and sound like whatever bands were doing at the time. That's <laughs> well, well you know what? I I I can't really tell you that because when did this come out? Two thousand four. Two thousand two, but they recorded yeah. it. All, all, you know what was coming out of that time is fucking like Jimmy Eats World and and Incubus and shit like that. Well, this does not sound like that shit. Yeah, Slipknot it was recorded in nineteen ninety eight. Slipknot, which I do like a lot, but but this but does not sound like that pop fucking shit that was. When they do it. that spoken word gibberish, like in the opener, it sounds a little Slipknot. Uh, dude, yeah, they did away. I agree with Charles. Phil was doing that in Pantera. Do a, I hate my Yeah, but they, 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 no, he does it way too much in this album. Way Dude, too it's much. Real, it's like David Lee Roth when he talks, you guys go get a heart on, right? No, I don't get a heart on. Not necessarily. You don't yeah. like it when David Lee Roth does some spoken shit? Absolutely. He doesn't, I mean, because it's funny. It's so is fucking, so is, well, he you doesn't always care. do funny shit. Compare. You can't compare Phil to David. I can't. He's one of the best frontmen of all time with David. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm, not, I'm not shitting on this album, but also, or just one song, man, really. I've shit on it. I've only shit. I've shit on two. Uh, yeah, yeah, Charles, man, damn, dude. I, uh, well, let's see if I pick up the momentum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Now, okay maybe man. you'll learn from this mistake, Charles. But uh, yeah. James, what do you no, think of this track? No, no, I'm. Uh, he loved it. 
He thought he picked it. <laughs> no, he picked Ghost of no, the Mississippi. No, the last one, dude. We haven't gone on that one. Yeah, I'm going Where to the next one. Was. Learn from this mistake. Yeah, that's what I said, baby. You'll learn from this mistake, uh, James. No, I won't. <laughs> yeah. What do you think, uh, about, James? Ah, uh, dude, this guy's blasphemy, man. I tell you. <laughs> Fuck, man. Uh, I don't know what's going on in Poland, bro, but uh, anyway. <laughs> Maybe uh, some in the it, water. Isn't Phil yeah. one of the greatest front men of all time? Dude. Over David Lee Roth. I'm not saying over David Lee Roth, but he's he's fucking up. He was the David Lee Roth of the 90s, dude. Yes. Nobody wanted to fucking... Over Bon Scott. Phil did in fucking Pantera in the 90s. I disagree. Pantera saved metal in the 90s, man. They I disagree did. harshly. But that's okay. He was great. With all this fucking super corn joint. shit coming out, you know, they were the fucking the flag. I know the only rock star after the 90s, and it was not Phil Anselmo. It's fucking but Liam let's go Gallagher, ahead. no Gallagher. Thank you. Thank oh, you. give me a break, dude. I mean, I mean, I wish this is all right, man. But, dude, please, man. Yeah, you would song. smack Phil with his goddamn tambourine. You would just smack him upside I, I the face. I think Phil's so. dick would smack him in the face. And uh, just, I, I, don't yeah. know, I don't know, man. Phil's a pretty fucking uh, in shape dude. Yeah, I don't know. Liam, Liam, had, yeah. Liam had fights people for real. You know, I wouldn't want to fuck with Phil, man. I wouldn't. Nah, I think Phil would. Kick Liam's ass in a bar fight. I don't that. agree, but I'll tell you, it yeah. doesn't no, matter. In a bar, in a bar fight? Yeah, in a bar uh, fight. I don't know. You know what? Because, That's but... going to be a new poll going up on the Freeform Rock podcast. <laughs> okay. Oh, well, yeah. You accept those. No, I want to see what people think. Liam it versus doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because Liam might take that bottle a fucking JD and just bust him in the temple. So would Phil. You know, so well, would he would fucking need to. He would need but to fucking hit him in the head with a bottle. Phil was on some hard drugs this time, man. The winner that oh, and Liam didn't. Oh, I think yeah. Phil was taking heroin. <laughs> yeah. Liam was, yeah. was, was snorting meth. So was yeah. Phil. Like, Phil was doing it. everything. Yeah. Well, saying, it doesn't matter. You put it, it this way, dude. It doesn't okay, matter. Sir. Pantera just played with Metallica last night in New Jersey up there in fucking uh, uh, Giants. Andre, uh, Andre Radulichik, I think is his name. A Fuck the Giants. friend of mine, he was there and he had a great time. Yeah, yeah. Look, look at the fucking videos from that show, man. Phil still got it. He sounds really I fucking good. Actually, I love Pantera. Yeah, I love Pantera, years. by the way. I do love them. Alice in Chains was better, but I do love them. No, we need to do fucking the later Pantera albums. Fucking, uh, we yeah. never do Alice in Chains. Well, we, we, need to we do did. We, I think we only did Dirt. We still got Facelift. Oh, we never did oh, Tripod. Most yeah, underrated album of the 90s. Fucking great Kevin Trink Hill. Let's fucking do that one, dude. We need to do some uh -huh. STP too, man. Yes, yes, I love them too, man. I'm down for that shit. But here's, here's the most sacrilege ever. I like Zeppelin more than Sabbath. So, yeah, I agree with you on yeah, that. Ain't, ain't that, no dude. sacrilege about that. That's ain't no sacrilege about that at all, dude. Yeah, I like Sabbath a little more, but fucking, there's nothing wrong with saying that, dude. Not at all. Yeah, and you're comparing, I mean, two of the fucking best bands ever, too. So, you know, there's no yeah, right yeah. answer for that one. Yeah. It's the one of the best metal band no, ever. The best rock band ever. I've got the little 
The Beatles versus the Stones. Beatles were overrated. Yeah, that's right. They're right. No, no, no. no, no, no. Van Zeppelin. Zeppelin was better. The first six albums compared to the first six albums of Zeppelin, I would take Van Halen over Zeppelin. Mm, objectively, uh, I have to say Zeppelin was probably a front hair better, but uh, it's very fucking close, man. And, you know, they're both really good rock bands, but Sabbath and Zeppelin, that's like the best metal band ever and the best rock band ever, objectively, as far as I'm concerned. So, you know, there's no wrong answer, dude. Not at all. So, but, uh, so James, I'm what a, do you think from learning this mistake? I, I mean, that's what I started to say for Charles. We're going to dedicate this song to him. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this, this song, man, is, is crazy good, man. It's, it's very mellow with Rex playing some, like, jazz-inspired bass. Um, to me, yeah, like I said, this is the best version of Down. I saw them twice on this tour, man. House of Blues and um, on Ozfest, and uh, God, they kicked ass. Uh, they played this one, and uh, the place got really smoky for some reason. And, uh, you know, talk about deep lyrics, man. This this one, again, has some deep meaning to me and, and a lot of people, man. Um, you know, and people who just who say, oh, Phil just screams, they're dumb, they're dumb asses, man. I mean, they obviously haven't heard this, dude, because there's no screaming on this, dude. But uh, I, I just really think... Gates, man. But yeah, well, yeah, I mean, dude, like, you know, they're all, well, he just screams, he don't sing. Well, dude, no, they're fucking idiots, dude. Idiots. He's got points on tape, Even you know. Even Love, he's singing before he starts screaming, you know. Yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, dude, but yeah, I, I love this song. It's very mellow. It's very laid back, dude. But he's obviously talking about uh, some serious shit here uh, that he was dabbling in or very hooked to and um you know i think that's what this whole song is about and um man it just it's it's one of the most loved down songs among really hardcore down fans put it that way really good song all right i'll take it next they slow it down with this song but it's fucking bluesy fucking southern kind of blues fucking love it it speeds the fuck up and it kills more this song fucking rules it's like light in the shade Love the guitars at the end, and Phil is moaning like fucking Eddie Vedder at the end of the song. It's like, is this Pearl Jam or is this Down? But I fucking love this song. Fucking great fucking track, man. What do you think about it, Jerry? Um, well, you know, uh, like I said, I'm new to this band, so my opinions might change the more I listen to them. I'm not really, really sure on the meanings of the songs yet, but... Uh, it does kind of have that dated opening guitar guitar playing in the beginning, in my opinion. Um, but it's pretty solid, though. It's not it's not horrible. Man. The soloing over the lyrics and the verses is pretty fucking cool. That's hard to pick up, man. We got some cool monster soloing. I'm like, yeah, here we go. And then it slows down again. I'm like, ah. I'm like, come on, guys, man. You're almost fucking there, man. End this on a rocker. And it does end on a high note. So this is an a the greatest song on the album, but it's not the worst, man. I'm going to give it a three out of five. All right, man. Then we get to you, Charles. What do you think about it? Which one are we on? Learn We're from on uh, Learn From This Mistake. Like, you need to learn yes. from your mistakes on this review. Like yes. Said. Well, we'll see. We'll see if uh, maybe I come back around here. Uh, 
I looked at the time of this track, and I was thinking, oh, shit, man, a seven-minute-plus song? Great. But boy, was I wrong. Now, this is better bluesy-style track that I can get into. Phil now actually with some good lyrics here, and I've always been a fan of, of his voice, and he does, he, he sings this one great, man. Definitely, I'll find, uh, find you a herbal jazz cigarette. That would be a doobie. And spark it. Yeah. And enjoy. Great guitar work on, on it. Definitely one of the more chilled out songs. It does get a bit harder, the second verse, but still it's definitely one of the cooler songs on here. I enjoyed this one quite a bit, which is, uh, good so far this record has been a bit hit and miss for me best track i've heard at this point on the record all right man that's fucking cool it's like seven minutes we'll see you, james uh, you're coming back around man i might yeah, let you in tonight but when yeah. you have a huge like rush fan and prog prog rock fan and prog metal fan i see seven well, minutes and 14 seconds i go this is oh cool. i uh, I, cr I cringe you know i'm more of a punk uh, guy i love punk you know what i still haven't i haven't forgiven the metal community for stealing the, the term poser can i give you a that little, was a punk term, can i, can by I the give, way can i give you a little secret here i'm starting mm. to like that sex pistols album Ooh. Oh, that's a fantastic album. Well, it's not my favorite punk album. That's Suicidal Tendencies' first album. Or... That they're hardcore. That's not punk. That's that is, that that is fucking punk. punk. They they I punk shot Ray, man. Too, Come on. That's hardcore, dude. Yeah, they're both to me, but more hardcore. All right, yes. but they're still punky. <laughs> and then we get to the I'm next good. song. Not punk. Yes. Get to the next song, which Jerry picked, "Beautifully Depressed." So here's "Beauty." Bleh. Beautifully depressed on a freeform rock podcast.
Gary, you didn't pick Beautifully Depressed because you're a little depressed, Art, did you? <laughs> no, because I think it's the best song on the album, man. This album needs more of this, man. This is fucking dirty and nasty, man. This fucking works, dude. Everything works on this song, man. Cool-ass bridge. Fucking guitar playing is fucking sick. Phil's voice, I love that nasty tone in his voice on this song, dude. Fucking hey, give me this song any day. Turn up the fucking volume on the headphones, man. Go fucking deaf on this motherfucker, because I think it's a jammer, man. Five out of five, man. That's all on the album. What do you think about it, James? Yeah, I mean, I have to agree with Jerry. Uh, it's definitely one of the best songs on the album to me, man. It's a really good song. If if not top three, top five, I mean, probably top three off this album. I love the production, man. Um, you know, this album was made and, and recorded uh, in 28 days. Uh, fucking hard partying. If you uh, read up about the way they made this album, they in the barn. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Phil has got a barn and converted into a studio, and and they were all in their heyday of you know doing what they were doing, you know, and uh, all these guys were getting loaded and having a good time for sure. And they wanted to make a kind of like Sabbath kind of vibe on this album, and I definitely think they uh pulled that off at least to some extent um and they called phil's uh studio there nod for lair which uh you know was probably uh fitting for phil at the time they even hung a fucking sign above the barn with that on it um i mean dude they just knocked it out of the park on this one man it's it's uh definitely a standout track on this album the the guitars sound great you know i again i just I love the sound of this album. It's, it's got a heavy Sabbath vibe to me, man. You know, like Master Reality, Volume 4 kind of feel. And um, I really just think this is a great song and not it right out of the park on here to me, man. Yeah, man. So, uh, beautifully depressed. I love the distortion to start the song. Not a bad song on this album so far. Love the dirty groove. Pepper and Keenan rule on guitars with the grooves they're laying down. On this song, they must have learned from Nuno, man. That's <laughs> fucking rules. What? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> no, fucking, no, they do. Extreme was doing this kind of groove and not. Uh, I, 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 I changed. I changed my opinion on this song, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm okay. glad you said that. I got the wrong one in jail here. Uh, I think this guy in California needs to fucking go or something. I am, I am beyond glad you said that. Dude. You know I put that in there just to fuck with you guys, right? Uh, uh -huh. New, new put fucking right on the rift is good. I'm sorry. It's, it's, really no, it's, a, it's a great yeah. riff. It's a great groove metal riff. Uh, it's like fucking dime. I think dime and metal are just as good as each other, so... I'll, you mm. guys, you guys all say Nuno's a great guitar player, just in a bad way. So yes, there you go. So learning from Nuno isn't that bad. Not as good as Vito Brada. I love Vito Brada. Uh, oh man, I, uh, I take Nuno over Vito, man. Vito to me is just a fucking Eddie Van Halen. Well, quote. Yeah, I mean Nuno's got a bigger body of work too, man. Vito's got what oh. three albums? I mean, seriously. Actually, gotta admire fucking Vito. He just said, "Fuck this, I'm done." Yeah, because I mean, he's like, well, Eddie Van Halen's not putting out any more music, so I don't know what the fucking write now. Oh, you know? fuck off, dude. Damn he did, he yeah, did things it. way different than, than Eddie. He didn't sound like Eddie. Jesus. Hey, by the way, 
Dude, he'll he'll mark on the veto thing. There you go. All Dude. Right. And then we're going to get to the next track. Where right, I going? didn't do mine. But oh, go okay. ahead. Go ahead. Do yours. Beautifully oh, I got to be the bad guy, I guess, on this episode. That's okay. <laughs> this is more like... Get some WG-40 on that chair, Jerry. Fuck. Beautifully depressed. Depressed, whatever the fuck it is. Yeah, this is more like pretty filler. Oh, God. It has some decent guitar moments on it. Phil is trying. Uh, it's just so generic sounding in my ears. Like it would be in a video game or something, but not like a good video game. Like one of the crappy ones. We need a quote unquote metal song for this game. That's what they said. And then that's when this sounds like I'll pick this. It's tragically tragically generic. This is one of the most disjointed albums I've heard as far this as quality in a long yeah. time. This it is one of the first horrible. albums this is one of the first albums me and you kind of disagree on everything so far. That's yeah. all right. It was a chore for me to finish listening to this song, but I did. I guess I'm disappointed as I know these guys can bring it and they just weren't here. They can do better. They can do better than this. Should have had Gary Sharon write some lyrics, man. Fucking God. Thank you, Mark, for taking the heat off me. Yeah, Gary Sharon. You're welcome, man. I'd rather James hate me than because James loves me, but he can hate me. Man, we live, we're all Americans, all four of us. We can have our opinions. America. America. We can have our opinion. And that's Fuck how it goes. Yeah. We are America's I, podcast. I'm going to skip ahead. I'm going to skip ahead. I mean, I think this album was a fucking problem because of the CD age. We'll get into that more. Here we go. Like 15 tracks, 65 minutes. Not needed. I am on the team of two tracks, 37 I, minutes. I want to go. I will not argue with that point. Yeah, that new Winger album's like that. It's pretty short. Yeah, they're, they're bringing that back now. And it should be this, short. Yeah, in this era, it was like, what did Metallica do on load? Like, they pushed it to the fucking limit. 78 minutes, and, and it's like, this is... That was funny, many. because I liked half that album, and I didn't like half, the, half of it. I used to I, like it all. Now I don't like... I don't in like retrospect, half. I agree. I agree. It's just because... I think we listen to it with fresh ears, and it's like, ah, it's just not as good as I thought. It's not, I don't hate it, though. But St. Like, Anger, I haven't changed my opinion on that at all. St. Anger is a fucking abortion. We just need to do that just to fucking take the shit out of that album. Yeah, it's the worst album, I think, ever, by a major band. Yeah. Ever. Call this Elder. So. No, wait a minute. Yes, now. that's called the fucking Elder. A World Without Heroes is the best Kiss song ever. Oh, God, no. Dude, no, I mean, that no, no. fucking joking, dude. I mean, you, you, what you a got, great you got song. A, a casual Kiss fan here, and I agree with a regular Kiss You fan. like Crazy Nights better than fucking Lick It Up. You don't count. <laughs> don't bring out the Kiss talk. <laughs> because and, that's more my groove. That's more my 80s fucking groove. Bon Jovi Jerry, and shit, you know? Jerry may not agree with me that World Without Heroes is the best Kiss song, but it's definitely up there. 
I know. It's, 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 it's his song. It's, no, 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 no. It's Gene Simmons' best vocal performance. What is it? It's such best, a great song. The best kids' song, Kiss song, is 100,000 Years on the fucking, what's that, Platinum? Double Platinum? No, it was on the first debut album. Yeah, but I like the version platinum. of Double Platinum better. The live version is better. The elders a fucking piece of shit. It's Thank a fucking. No, no, no. James, you guess what? Oh, You're going to be on an episode. An unmasked. <laughs> unmasked is a misunderstood work of genius. I, yeah, I, I will take I will take the elder over Psycho Circus any day of the week. Oh god. Well, I mean, I like like two songs off Psycho Circus, kinda. So that's way better than I the elder. Oh, I the agree with you, over James. Sonic I Boom? agree with you wholeheartedly. Oh yeah, those two don't. Well, I would take it over cool. Monster. I, I do like Monster I think a lot. Monster is good. And Revenge is the most overrated piece of shit ever, except for Absolutely. Unholy. No. 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 I uh, love Dom. It Heart fucking buries the Elder. Buries it. Buries it. No way. Buries it. Even that no. grunge album they did is better than the Elder. Yeah, that is that is true. Yes. How the fuck did we get on the kiss? I wouldn't say I wouldn't I know, say it buries. I wouldn't <laughs> say it buries the elder, but it's a really good album. I agree. You know, but you I don't know my what happened. Charles was going through a tough time in his life when he heard Unmasked, and it took him away from all his <laughs> troubles. They gave some cotton candy. Said, "Here, listen to this, young Charles." I guess I love yeah. this album, and he's never changed. <laughs> no, I wasn't. I was fucking. I've said it before. I was nine years old. The bookmobile had it at the fucking the, the county library. Bought a bookmobile, and only album they had that would have appealed to anybody that wasn't fifty was Kiss Unmasked. I listened to it. I enjoyed it. It was certainly different than. Evans on Fire, which was the single out at the time, but I was like, oh, this ain't bad, and you know why I love it so much? Because it introduced me to the greatest member of KISS ever, Ace Frehley. And there's that name, and that ain't even his best songs. Is it better than the Go-Go's Beauty and the Beat? Equal to me. Ooh! I'll take the Go-Go's over that album. Because they don't have Ace Frehley in the Go-Go's. Twice on Sundays. <laughs> but you got Belinda Carlisle. They don't have my second favorite guitar player ever in Ace Frehley in the Go-Go's. Uh, and my number one is Jimmy Page. If they would just take the keyboards out of Unmasked, man, and beef up the guitars with some more distortion, it, I don't think some of the songs would be it that. Was, yes, I, I understand, but James. I, I put an asterisk beside it because you're a KISS fan, so is Jerry, Mark is not, and I get that, when people make fun of I I get it, but when you, whatever album brought you to the KISS fold, you know you hold that in high regard, if you are a KISS fan. I'm a casual That's the way it is. I'm not a KISS nut swinger like you three. You like the shit on Kiss, actually, man. I like the shit on the now. But I, I've, seen, loved, I've seen Ace Fraley twice, and he ruled. He loved Crazy <laughs> Nights. Probably the worst <laughs> Kiss album in the history of the world. It's and there's no, 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 there's no, no, that's no, the no, Elder no, no, and no, Unmasked. No, there's, yeah, no probably, there's, no there's no probably about that, Charles. It is that, oh, Lord, that shit's man. You know, Jerry, you're getting on my bad side now. Somehow, you're getting too trendy here. 
Yeah, yeah, I even even yeah. on the shade isn't that bad. Yeah, and it's bad. bad. Yeah. I would it's like bad. to do that album. On <laughs> the shade. I mean, my way is the abortion of God. It okay. is the worst fucking song. It's pushing Motley Crue's time oh. for change. Oh, it's like, I'm I'm just a boy. Is not the fucking worst fucking song. I'm um, just the a boy. Of, the I'm just a boy. We do a so show with three Kiss fans, and all we start talking about Kiss. One, Somebody should. No, nah, the reason I love the reason I love the Elder so much is that fucking Paul Lynch special. I don't know was that in the early '80s. Remember that show, the Paul Lynch yes. show? No, it was in his bed, 1976. But, but Odyssey yeah, but, is one of the worst songs yes. Kiss ever did. I agree. If you pick on Odyssey, I'll give you that one. You know what? I, album is a piece of shit. I will not let you guys pick on Odyssey. Dude, the second greatest ace solo ever is on The Elder. Just because of the solo? The rest of the song is shit. I'll give you that on a solo. Dude, that solo is awesome. Does a good solo make a great song? Yeah, because we're guitar players. It's well, you just idiots. No, no, I mean, no, it's, we're not idiots. Really James, James, does awesome. that solo in that song make it a good song? Number, You're a guitar player. In my, my opinion, no. my, my opinion, mm. his number one solo is Strange Ways. And then Dark Light. I mean, it's a really good solo, man. And, but Holy song, fuck, uh, Strange Ways rule. That song uh, Double-platinum-or-special-stretch-in-his-love-gun-man-I-love-that-version-of-it-all-screaming-out-yeah-rock-and-roll-yeah-because-it-could-fall-screaming-out-yeah-rock-and-ride-i-like-less-put-the-x
And he taught Getty how to play a blues skill. No, he didn't. Yeah. That's bullshit. Yeah. Yes, he did. Gene yes, yeah. is just talking Gene bullshit. Gene is an underrated bass player, dude. That yeah, dude's yeah. Way. When he's doing movies like Runaway, he wasn't playing the al- on the albums. Okay, there you go. Yeah. Have you I mean, listened to like Almost that. Human? Have you listened I, to the I, can, song can Almost Human? Can we move human? on to the next it's song? Seven. No! No, sir! Dude, have you listened to the seven, song dude. Almost Human? Have you listened to that song? No, it sucked. It's okay. It sucked? It's okay. Come on. It doesn't uh, suck. I like that song, but it's not It's not Rush. Did you listen to uh, Dress to Kill? It's the not bass Rush. The he does on that? It's not Rush. The bass on that is phenomenal. It's not Getty. Holy fuck. Getty kicks really his ass. Good. There's no way you, Gene could have taught fair, him anything. But to be fair, you told me one dude, oh, well, one guy plays a six-string bass, so what's the difference? I'm saying the guy in Alter Bridge could play a six-string bass. He's what good. difference does that make? It doesn't yeah, make because he plays a good bass. So what? Yeah. And he sounded, sound a, sound he sounded phenomenal, man. Yeah, both, Jerry, both Jerry and James play Jerry, interrupt this shit. Does it make a difference that how many strings are on the bass? Really? No. no. Look, at Keith Richards. Look, at, look, I mean, look at Keith Richards. He plays a five-string guitar. A lot of people don't realize that, man. I mean... Whatever sounds good, fucking sounds good. You don't need fucking. It doesn't music. matter. I'm Have you ever heard Alex Lifeson play the rhythm and the leads in the same fucking song? Dude, two he's days. a fucking. He's a great guitar player. He is. Nobody's yes. arguing yeah. that. Who the fuck is arguing that? Nobody's arguing that. Right. He's better than Ace. But, but when you say things like, "Oh, they play string bass," that doesn't matter. Technically, he is a better guitar player. You know, Alex is pretty sloppy himself. Just put it that way. Yeah, he's but he doesn't have... He's a Les Paul player. They're all small. Okay, Mark, mm-hmm. here's a good one. You take Jimmy Page or Alex Lightson? I take Jimmy Page. Thank you. And okay. On to the next song. Yeah. Don't care. Uh, I don't, gi- I don't give Alex dude. enough love. I've been trying to change that, so... Jimmy's oh, not fucking sloppy, dude. That, that's fucking... A, I, I don't agree with that, dude. I, I really I don't. I don't necessarily either, and even if he is... It's a feel that he has. Exactly. That give me him over Clapton any day of the week. Oh, I yes. agree with that oh, wholeheartedly. Yeah. That's, that's a no-brainer. A no-brainer. Yeah, Clapton but, bores yeah. the fuck out of me unless he's in a group. That same, yeah. that, same, that same A minor fucking song that he writes every Hey, when, he's in, when he was in Cream, when he was in Blind Faith, when he's in Derek and the Dominoes, Eric Clapton ruled solo. Yeah, Eric Clapton you know? was real fucking good, dude. Huh? I mean, yeah, you got shit on Stevie Ray Vaughan. You got shit on Stevie Ray Vaughan. Oh, no, he don't. Stevie Ray Vaughan rules, dude. And, no and, and he saved. Jerry's favorite Beatle, George Harrison, on Wild My Guitar Jumpers. Uh, well. hey, can we can we digress and move to the next song? Yes, let's go to the next song. <laughs> All right, We're having too much num- fun dogging and making fun of people. <laughs> track number eight, Where I'm Going. What do you think of this, Jerry? I'll shut there back to this. Let me get my notes back in my hand here. <laughs> All right. WD-40. Go ahead. I love me some fucking drop D acoustic guitar, and I love slide guitars, man. Like I said, I like it when bands change things up, but unlike the last song, this fucking song works well, man. I love the cool vocal dubs in it. Really cool. But you love the last song. No, I'm talking about the last, the last, uh, no, the last, uh, I mean, what song am I talking about? 
the song where they changed where they had the organs. That's what I was talking about. You know he I mean? picked it, and I was the only one. No, 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 no. The song, the song with the organs. That's the song I'm talking about. Oh, I love when that. I said oh, okay. that when, I, when glass, I said that stained glass cross. When I, yeah, when I when I said that bands like to change things up. That's what I was referring. Yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's got some cool. It's got some cool stuff to it. I actually like this song. I think this song actually works unlike that other one. So I'll give this a four out of five, man. I know why you like this song, man, Jerry. Because it's looking like Zeppelin, Zeppelinish three. Yeah, it does. It's got a cool, got a cool drop D guitar sound to it. I like the slide guitars, man. So it works. It's cool, man. It's like starts off Mississippi blues, like I said. It sounds like Zeppelin three, sounding with a little Badlands in here, man. This is a little. This is a great change up on this album. What do you think about it, James? Um, I really dig this one. Um. I think that's Phil on banjo. I know he definitely uh, writes a lot of music on guitar. Phil's not a bad guitar player. I mean, he's not a lead player, but he can play some rhythm guitar and write some shit on there. And um, it's a short piece about Phil's first wife leaving him. It's really about them, you know, getting divorced and, and her leaving him. So, of course, he writes something cool about it. Um, I love the slide guitar on there, like you guys said, the banjo. Um, it's just got that Mississippi blues feel. I definitely would agree with that. You know, uh, I'm sure she's happy about this tune. <laughs> but uh, her Stephanie Opal was her name, and you know, Phil and her had a uh, Viking Crown and Southern Isolation, both great, very different bands fans so that's basically what the song's about and um you know man i i really like this one i kind of get it you know if, if if the album's a little too long for you i mean if, if they had to leave a couple off this probably would be one of them but i still really like it man and um you know i think phil does some really good overdubbing vocals on here so i dig it man what do you think about it jerry Oh, you already talked about it, right? I already did it, man. <laughs> All right, my turn. <laughs> uh, I'm, like, wait, I'm like, wait a second, what song no. are we on now? All right, well, Star, you haven't talked about it, man. I haven't called no, you Star during this whole Yeah, let me go. Let me go. Let the Star go. Yeah. Didn't Warren do this better on Uncle Tom's Cabin? Oh, God. <laughs> uh, Damn, that's, that's a good though. song. Isn't yeah. it? Uh, no. Okay, okay, James. Jokes aside. They're going all rustic here, and I actually quite enjoyed this one. Some damn good multi-tracked vocals by Phil here. Great melodies going on. I wonder how fans of the metal took to this one. Because I like me some blues and a bit of country as well. This worked for me. So bear that in mind. Again, not the greatest thing I've ever heard. But definitely a stronger track to my ears. This is a pretty cool song here. Alright, let me get to the next track. Which... You didn't say what you thought. I didn't say what I thought. I thought I did. No. That was no, good. Did not. Uh, okay, let's see. We're on where I'm going. I did say what I thought. This is a cool yeah. Mississippi. Yeah, you did. Oh, you did? I'm sorry. Oh, I'm drunk. Yeah. I'm drunk. Yeah, you liked right. it, so everybody. Yeah, liked you, you you went out for a second, I think, when Mark was talking. Sure, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't that. even notice you went out because I'm a little drunk too. But uh, we all liked it. Okay, <laughs> let's get to the next song. Baytown Alkies. What is this? Duber Duber interlude instrumental. Can I go first? Baby. An instrumental with everything played by the drummer Jimmy Bauer. 
for some odd reason, this reminded me of Mascara Soup, the last track on that goofy album. I'm not sure how this fit into this album at all. God. But whichever. A rather boring and out of place instrumental. What the hell is going on with this band? I, I was kind of thinking the same thing, but I didn't think of the Mascara scare Soup shit. But, uh, man, what is this, 70s porn music? This is so bad. I said, this is fucking shit interlude. I go, it divides the album. It doesn't go with the last track and it doesn't go into the next track. So why the fuck was this put on here? James, maybe you could shed a light on why this song was on here. Uh, it's on here because it's fucking cool. That's what I think. I fucking love this little boogie interlude. Yeah, I do. uh, Mascara Soothing. Oh, yeah. Like I don't even know who the fuck you're talking about there, but um, <laughs> you're, you're you're blessed. It's Definitely. it's actually uh, I, I you know me and uh, friends have many times put this one on repeat and uh, hit the uh, ball. Oh. So I mean I I mean I dig it, man. I like I like the fucking uh, guitar harmonies on on there. Like uh, you know, it's fucking better than fucking anything Warren ever fucking put out. That's just my. Oh, no. I fucking hate that band. I fucking that's hate that. Not even, that's not, not even fair. They're basically fucking poison. I mean, what's the fucking difference? You know, as far as I'm concerned, man. Uncle I mean, Tom's you know, cabin rules, dude. I mean, I mean, they got some pretty chicks singing in the fucking band. You know, the lead singer. <laughs> Evan uh, is that guy could write, dude. JD Lane was a great songwriter, man. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's a great from, songwriter on the fucking. He's from uh, Warren, Ohio. <laughs> Big love to Warren, Ohio. Uh, oh, no. Nah, man. I fucking hate Warren. I saw Warren on their first tour opening for Motley Crue, and Jamie Lane, or whoever the fuck he is, jumped out into the fucking crowd. And, you know, they, they, they hardly fucking touched him. They're like, okay, dude, so you're like standing out here with us now. Like, Vince Lord is fucking thing and uh they fucking swarmed him well uh, dude oh god I'm, fucking I'm warrants. team mark i'm team mark on warrant thank you yeah uh, they're one of the better air bands yeah they could have fucking died with the rest yeah, of the third we need to review the first album man i love that album. oh yeah. it's a classic it's a stone i, yeah. I, I, I didn't i did not like warrant's new singer man yeah please put me on that one so i can shit all over it yeah, you please wanna be, you want to be on uh that first album Oh, shit all over. Where's the down, boys? Go. Oh, Dirty Rocks. Dirty Rocks. Yeah. In the sticks, man. In the uh, sticks. Uh, uh, cherry uh, pie? Cherry uh, pie is like a classic. Oh, I love that song. I mean, you're She's go- my cherry pie. You know, I he think- hated that song, though. He had to write that because of the record company. Yeah, I'm sure you didn't mind, mind cashing his checks in with it. Oh, I'm a doggy. I think Doggy Dog is their best album. It is their best album. And CC played the guitar solo in Cherry Pie. Pretty sad. That explains a lot. That explains a lot. Wonder fucking sucks. So Cherry, excellent guitar. Duber Interlude. What do you think of this one? Oh wow, Duber Interlude, eh? Wow. It's got that kind of you know that treble that treble sounding opening, kind of like I wish you were here by Pink Floyd. That kind of sound to it in the beginning. Watched it almost all the way through, but man, um, ugh. I was gonna say standout bass playing by Rex, but Charles said this isn't Rex playing. Am I no. correct on that? Nope. Well, the drummer played oh, everything. Okay, well, shout out to Jimmy for the drums on this one. If, if that's pretty cool, but man, um, 
there's not much really good to say about this song except for that. Uh, 1.5 out of 5. This is a downer, dude. Doesn't it Big make up. you want to go put on a 70s porn? I, I mean, they could have left it off the album. I mean, it's yeah, true. I mean, they could have left it off the album. If you want to shorten it up, you know, and the last song, which I, well, last song I like, I, you know, more than this one, but if they put these two tracks off the album, it would have shortened it up, probably tightened it up a little bit. So I'll agree with that, man. I just don't think it's terrible. This is your misogynistic tip of the day. Shouldn't the chicks bring back that big Harry Bush? Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, oh, yes. I don't uh, like the fucking shrimp no. shit. But, yeah. I, at least a landing strip. At least a Harry yeah, landing, landing strip. strip. I like the landing no, strip. No. I, I, I don't like the fucking forest down there. I like 70s long. Playboy and early yeah. it's, got a, it's got a great smell to it. Dude, There's yeah, something to it. It is like it is like petting, it's petting like fur. Bush, it's like dude. fur. Well, it's like yeah. you're a pedophile it's doing a clear chick, man. And then you know, it's like even though you get it caught in your teeth. That's <laughs> uh, nice okay, thing. okay, oh, next song. Okay, let's move on to the next so, track, shall we? Like fucking Harry Bushes, dude. That's your okay. mis- That's your All this fucking weird. We need to get go, uh, any chicks out there, I, man. James is yeah. in. Wh- where are you at, James? <laughs> yeah, it's like Ric Flair says, no hair, no flair. Yes. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, uh, yeah. Right. I, gotta have right. I gotta go. I gotta go. I gotta go take a leak. Let me get a last on the next one. All right. Well, I Rick, mean, yeah. Well, hey, yeah, I'm in Because Poland Charles is going first work. on the next one, man. Okay. Because yeah, you picked it. New Orleans is a dying whore. Form Rock Podcast.
New Orleans is a dying whore. I like to say whore like a like Chris Farley in that one movie with uh, Norm Macdonald. But uh, wh why'd you pick this track? Uh, well, Charles? I picked it. I picked it just because with a title like that, how can one go wrong? Uh, we're back on the metal tip. I'm sure there's a deep message somewhere here, but I don't know what it is. <laughs> Profound old Phil, I can tell. But it really doesn't matter. It's musically, it's pile driving. When you get that crunch that this band can pull off. I'm starting to really understand the whole concept now, though, of the CD age, where bands just had to put albums out for over an hour and whatever, and the albums do suffer from it, in most cases. You could blame Dockett and Def Leppard for that. Oh, yeah. Thank you, fucking Nine Arm, you fucking idiots. Def Leppard? Uh, no, good. Actually, I think Back for the Attack was first over hour. But, uh, Don't stand up for Nine Arm. A good I'll song stand up here. for Nine Arm all the time, sorry. A good Fuck song here, and if some of the crap was scraped off this album, I think you'd have a great album. And this is one that I would keep on the record. Great track. So what do you think about it, James? Um, it's got a crushing, heavy ass. That's riff that opens it up, man. Um, Hell yeah. I love this heavy-ass riff, dude. It's just so fucking heavy. It's like a sledgehammer beating you over your head, dude. Um, you know, it, it's uh, very reminiscent of Bury Me in Smoke. Oh, oh, do you know what I'm saying? It's very reminiscent yeah. that you listen to both of them together. It's got that really crushing fucking slower riff. And uh, that's what it reminds me of, man. I fucking love it. Um, it's, it's so heavy. It's about NOLA, you know, and, and New Orleans, you know, where Phil's from. All the good and all the bad, you know, that you would see down there. And um, I, I, that's pretty much what it's about, man. And uh, I think it's definitely one of the better tracks on the album and you know, I, don't, I don't know how anybody that's a metal fan just wouldn't like this one what do you think about it uh jerry all right um yeah man nice family appropriate title to the song um but with that being said man this song is fucking ballsy and rocking man just like the title man total fucking heaven type of song again you just gotta blast it lock going on but man it's done well this is a total band effort uh, everyone stands out musically in this song, man. This is a, my only second five out of five, man. I love this song, man. Alright, then I get to end, man. This song is all over the place with those swirling guitars and that crunch. The solo <laughs> is so fucking good, man. This song rules. It goes from one direction to the next. It's like, fucking put on some fucking headphones. Charles can't smoke one. Uh... Smoke a fucking doobie, man. <laughs> fucking put these he song on headphones. You can hear all the shit they're doing musically in the background in this song. This song fucking rules. I fucking love it. And then we get to the next song, The Sea, James. 
Dude, I love this song. It's definitely one of my favorite ones on here, and it's one of my favorite uh, weed-smoking songs, if you will. I fucking love it. Um, they played it when I saw them twice on this tour. One time, they opened up with it. It's pretty much about, you know, being a smoker, you know, and the, and the whole brotherhood of, you know, other people that smoke, too. And, you know, it's pretty much what the song is about. Um, I love the opening riff. I love the drums on here. Jimmy Bauer is just killing the drums on here, and um, it's definitely one of the better tracks off this album, man. I would never skip this one, dude. What do you think about it, Aj? All right, this is the point in the album where there's a few suspect tunes. Um, uh, to me, they just unlike the last song, they failed to capture the you know the ballsiness and the rocking to it. It was a little flat for me. I mean, it's got some cool overdone vocal effects uh, and the last verse at the end is kind of cool, but it just doesn't say that the whole song is a, is a total package, man. I, I just couldn't dig this song. A two out of five, man. Sorry. Yeah, I, I go, man. This song is like Black Sab Sabbath and Old Soundgarden had a baby. This song goes fucking hard as fuck and I fucking love it. Charles. Well, you look humor in the beginning. The power of the riff compels you. Uh, I guess so. Uh, I don't know. I find the riff somewhat seems so-so to me. Derivative of sounds out of the time. It's a bit gloomy sounding, which I don't mind. But it just kind of feels... I, I kind of felt underwhelmed by this effort. It really... Sounds so try-hard to me uh, to fit in with what was out at the time. Phil's doing his part, uh, sings it well. I find the song to be another poor, uh, one of the ones that I would cut to make one solid album, a.k.a. The Use Your Illusions. Yeah, man, I agree with you. But I like this fucking song. And then we get to the next track, Lies, I Don't Know What to Say. But James, <laughs> man, um, Rex really does some very cool, like jazz kind of feels on this song. Um, to me, Rex and Jimmy on the drums, man, they really uh make this song. Uh, I think the riffs are very cool. Again, I love the production. It reminds me of Black Sabbath, man. So you know the whole album does. And it's a very laid-back tune. It's definitely one to catch a buzz to. And the fucking the harmonies that come in like halfway during this song with um, uh, Kirk, and, uh, dude, and uh, Pepper. Really, man, I, I dig it. So what do you think about it, Charles? Oh, me? Well, um, well oh, yeah. Well, I'll go then. My, my turn. Uh-huh. Uh, it starts off with some jungle rhythms and it goes all jazzy. Let's see where this goes now. Uh, kind of like Steely Danish, then some STP. Then it picks up and then tears shit up. I could hear like Stone Temple Pilots doing a cover of this song with, uh, you know, the old singer. I can't remember his name. Scott Whelan. But what, do you think what do you think about that, uh, Charles? Well... I don't know what to say, but hey, Rex Brown, I heard you here and there, but now we finally get you in full glory. 
Great baseline to start this one off. Now see, if you want to do something different, this is how you should do one. It's got a slight jazz feel to it, but also has points that feel similar to Stone Temple Pilots to me, which is a strange combo, which you brought up while. Yeah. And it works. This is way more like it. But what a disjoint album this has been. I, I really enjoyed the groove to this one. And this is one I would keep on a 10-track album. Another really good one here. One of the ones I'd recommend to people to check out because it's different. And a good kind of different. Totally one of the better band performances on the record. Yeah, man. We both got the STV. STT vibe on this track, man. It had a feel. You can have you can have, you can have your STDs, Mark. That was STD. STD. I right. call it VD, but STT. Yeah. Right, it take, has a feel to it. I'm gonna take the next track, which is done by Bauer. Well, man. Jerry didn't say, did he? Oh, Jerry. Yeah, I would like to. Yeah, right, thanks. What, man. what do you think about it, Jerry? Um, you know, uh, God damn those fucking spoken words, man. <laughs> Fuck. Love they fucking show. work on this song. Oh, thank you. <laughs> uh, like you guys mentioned, the drum and bass opening is really fucking cool. Rex's bass riff is pretty jamming on this song. Got some pretty cool clean guitar riffs on as well, man. Got a great groove and flow to the song. Uh, even the vocals are a little more cleaned up, which he can actually yeah, do pretty well, actually, man. Um, it's... It's a fucking great team, man. I love that fucking heavy ending part, dude. This is the third five out of five, man. I love this song, dude. Everything works on this team. So. One of the better songs in the album. Yeah, yeah I agree. And then we get to the a little song. STP derivative, though. It does. But it it's is. okay. And then we get to yeah. the the next instrumental, which is done by Bauer, the drummer again. Flam blocks jamming with St. Og instrumental. I think it's Flambeau. I think it's Flambeau. Whatever. I can't say the fucking name. Whatever. Yikes. People know. Uh, what is this? A Beastie Boy interlude? This wasn't needed and it fucking sucks. What do you think about it, uh, James? Man, I don't think it sucks. I mean, it's probably, you know, one of the my least favorite tracks off the album if, if I had to go there. No, it sucks. But, I, 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 well, you know, you're, you're asking me. And my opinion, it doesn't suck. But it's a short, cool little freak out, you know. Dude, they were, like I say, when they did this album, man, they were fucking hitting the drugs hard. And, uh, you know, I think he comes out in this, this number a little bit. You know, I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall when they were making this. Um, but, I mean, I agree, man. You know, if you wanted to shorten the album up, this is definitely one I would drop off there. It's not needed. Though I, I, I don't hate it. You know, I like it. You know, it's you know, it's so-so. What do you think about it, Jerry? Um, yeah, it, it's not needed. You know, when I first heard this song, it reminded me of that toy, the monkey crashing the cymbals when you were a kid. Remember that? <laughs> but, you know, I, I know. Monkey shines. Yeah, I, I, no, I know. It's just like you guys said, it's just not needed, man. And I'm not going to say that this guy's not a bad drummer. He's a great drummer. But, you know, this is totally unnecessary on the record. So uh, I'll take a pass on rating this one. Yeah, man. Charles. I mean, this could be the worst instrumental I've ever heard in my fucking life. <laughs> I mean, it's fucking horrible. It's some drumming with some gibberish. It's proof that Noel Gallagher alone, not even Liam, Noel just 
bitch slapped these motherfuckers and they're like, man, we're not putting this on this fucking record. It was horrible. This might be, I mean, honestly, it might be one of the worst instrumentals I've ever heard. But I guess they gave the drummer, you know, a little thing, songwriting credit, whatever. But it was horrible. It was like, why do you need this? This is what I feel. But I, to be fair, James, I'm not a big fan of the instrumental interludes. If you listen to these things, I'm very hard on those. I'm not a big fan of that. But this was one of the worst I've ever heard. This sounds like the Beastie Boys, man. It's terrible. But Charles, do you do you like like uh, like Tony Iommi when he does uh, like the first five or six Sabbath albums? You know, he's got his music. Yes, because that's Sabbath, not this guy. I don't know yeah, what this guy you. was thinking. I got you. I mean, I, I, I get it. You know, I'm just even on even with Maiden, Maiden's got a few that I'm like, yeah. and some are good, and some are like, I don't need it. I, I just want to hear Laguna Sunrise by Sabbath. I'm a little <laughs> iffy on instrumentals in yeah. general, and this one was poor. Unless it's Rush. Oh, no, no, no. Rush oh, makes the far. best instrumentals, man. I, uh, okay, I'm a, I'm a... I think Metallica did. No, no, no. Pink Floyd. Oh, Pink Orion Floyd. destroys Rush. Villa Strange yeah. Auto kills Orion. 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 No. Orion. Villa Strange Auto. Call of Cthulhu. Where's my thing? Why, why, Anesthesia. Anesthesia. Why, Anesthesia pulling teeth. Where's my thing? That's, no, I'm sorry. Yes. I am sorry. No, yeah. uh, Meta uh, Metallica does not make better instruments than Rush. Thank God I, I didn't do a four-hour episode on Rush. That's all I can say. I need to know your fucking yeah. your album on the next episode of BS. Because that, that was what I was looking forward to, and you fucking bowed out, <laughs> asshole. I had to do some work shit. Well, that's fine. Uh, I'm being an asshole because I was looking forward to that shit. But uh, yeah, I, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was, I was there. I was there, but I wasn't there. But when Jerry, you, have, you did a great like, job, you, you called the albums funny. Names. Jerry did did great, and then you had other Rush nerds on with you. Yeah, that episode went three hours, hours though, and yeah. listened to how great. Well, oh, man, this oh, this version of Tom Sawyer. <laughs> <laughs> Japan in 1980. We, we, so we only did studio tracks, dude. We didn't do live. Uh, they're, uh, they're a good band, dude. They just don't do it for me like it does just, for you. Just wait until I, mean, I pick good. a Rush live album for you to review. I'll do it. But that's on <laughs> our show right here. Where I'm the star. I love old but, Rush. Rush is cool, but they don't Move get pictures backwards. Oh, yes. Oh. Yeah, moving pictures backwards, man. That's their best shit. And dude, I love the debut over all. We talked about how I'm fans got divided on Rush on that episode too. Like some people quit with twenty one twelve. Some people quit after Signals. Some people twenty one twelve is phenomenal. Some people quit after freaking uh, Grace Under Pressure. Moving, you know, moving pictures. Stuff. And then people Fly came back. Night. It's great. Came, people came back with uh fucking uh. Uh, what's that fucking album? Uh, uh, I work on our, 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 our I can't they, they came back with fucking stick it out. I, I counterparts. Quit. I quit. I quit after Presto. Oh shit! Counterparts rules, dude. Roll the bones. Yeah, Moving pictures yeah. for me. Now, well, 
the Beatles blew them away. Well, I, but okay. I, I'll take Rush over the Beatles. Let's get I'll take Rush over the Beatles. Let's get the I dog won't. tired. Dog tired. Dog tired. Uh, Jerry, what do you think of this? Dog tired. Holy shit, I get a little bit tired listening to this album sometimes. But that's not true. I actually don't hate this album. and I, I'll probably like it more the more I listen to it, hopefully. Um but man, this album needs more riffs like this, man. I think the riffs are really cool. I mean, it just needs more. The world needs more riffs like this in the world today. Is what I mean, dude. Phil with those double-ended vocals, pretty cool, man. I hear a little Spoon Man by Soundgarden in this one. Um, incredible bass sound in this one. Um, cool tune, man. Um, not a perfect song, but I'll give it a three and a half out of five, man. Decent song, not bad. And I was wrong. I said we were getting to the the, the, the suspect part of the album, but I'm actually liking the stuff that I have written down so far, so maybe I was wrong on that. So uh, that's my... Uh, we'll see if one. you're wrong or not. you, you got to give this band some credit. They didn't go full Pantera, but when they did Pantera, they did it well, like this song. you got to give them credit for that. They tried to sound different. But you got Phil, and it's kind of hard to differentiate from from Pantera with the sound of with the voice of Pantera. But man, this song fucking. And I just want to thank James West for getting me into this band. I fucking love this song. What do you think about it, James? Um, this is the hidden gem on the album to me. It's the hidden gem. It you know it's uh, the song before the last one. So I, I think maybe they could have put this one earlier in the album but it's also cool that it's it's right here you know as the album's closing out um i, I really love this song i think it's a great riff a great song the guitar the guitar shine on this one the solos great love the sound of the production it's heavy as fuck uh great lyrics you know um man i I just think this band was on fire on this one, and I saw them play this live. Man, they absolutely killed with it. Uh, yeah, it does got some a little bit of Pantera vibes. I mean, half of Pantera is on this album, Phil and Rex, but um, they definitely didn't try to just copy Pantera. To me, they they tried to uh, you know different different styles with this band, and that's why I love it so much. And uh, I just think this is uh, one of the best songs on the album, man, for sure, man. The hidden deep track, hidden gem, all sure. the way. I agree. I agree. So, Charles, what do you think of this? Yo, first of all, with all due respect to James West and anybody out there, Pantera was the third best band of the 90s behind Oasis and Alice in Chains. <laughs> Uh, oh, I, I pick I pick Pantera <laughs> then Alice and Change at Oasis. Dog Oasis. tired. Well, Soundgarden. Yeah. I like Soundgarden. Let me, let me let me finish. Oh, Soundgarden, get out of there. Uh, the length of this album has me feeling exactly the same way as the title. Dog tired. What do we get though? Is a grinding, crushing track. I love the effects on Phil's voice. Great sound going on. Again, the riff is a bit derivative, but it has a great crunch to it. I do think it's a good song, but for me, overall, this album has been just so-so. Maybe the poor songs have made me enjoy the one that's more than I should. Kind of on the line of a keeper and not one to delete. I guess I would keep this on a better version of this album. 
It's it's pretty decent. I, I don't I don't hate it. It's all right. All right. Then we have, uh, last track of the, on this it wasn't, it wasn't live forever, but it was okay. All right. We get on Here the last track of this album, Landing on the Mountains of Megiddo. <laughs> Megiddo. 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 You want to go first, uh, Charles? Is it your last Yeah. Time? Go for it. Now we're going to close out with a Zip 3 tribute type of song. <laughs> I will take it. The basic work on this comes across somewhat underwhelming. Uh, attempt to mimic Zep 3 to my ears. But the song does have some interesting things going on. Featuring backing vocals from Stephanie Opal Weinstein, who was one time a wife to Phil Anselmo. I guess she wasn't good enough. I don't know. No, is, that Kirk, is, that, is that Kirk Weinstein's sister or relative? No, no. Phil married her. Their names are spelled differently. Never mind that. Yeah. Which is a refreshing change of pace on the track. I I really enjoy the thunder type of sounds and the breakdowns. Overall, not a terrible song. I'd say one of the good ones. Definitely interesting. And I'm torn because I think I really enjoyed when they went outside the box more on this album instead of doing derivative contemporary metal sounds of the day overall this is an album that had way too many tracks they certainly weren't the only group doing this i am metallica so i can't just point the finger at them this album definitely suffered from way too many tracks and i can't say i'll revisit it too much soon but chap nola there you go but it's not bad. You know, Megiddo is the battle in, in Revelations, the battle of Megiddo, which became Armageddon. So that's where they got the title track from. Okay, well, whichever. Well, Megiddo, it's not that people say Armageddon's the end of the world. Well, it kind of is. It's the last battle in the Bible of Megiddo uh, between Israel. But, uh, Jerry, what do you think of this? Oh, this is a track written solely by Phil, if I'm correct on that one. Yep. Um, he should write more. He should write more on his own. Because I actually really love this song, dude. I mean, yeah, I can hear the Zep influence on this one. And it sounds like this is going to be, it starts out with a cool acoustics, man. It sounds like it's going to be, what is that noise? Your chair? Or James is oh, uh, moving around. Oh, okay. But, uh, I don't know. I have a chair, so I don't know. No, I, lo I, lo I love the acoustic parts of this song, dude. I think it's pretty cool, man. But it, it builds up and it starts like it's going to start rocking. It does that little drum thing, that tongue type of thing, and then it goes back to slow again. But it, it still works, man. I really do enjoy this song, man. And the vocalization is cool in it. Um, about the five-minute mark, it's really cool. Uh, yeah, the arrangement of this song, I think, is brilliant, man. I can do without that weird shit at the very end. I don't know what the fuck's going on there. But yeah, this is a this is a cool team, man. I like it. Four out of five, man. This is a been a you know a joy and 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 torture at the same time because I, I I do say like the album, but man, I agree with Charles, man. Some of these fucking albums are way too long, man. And that's you know, that's my only criticism. Well, they could have cut three songs off this album, and it would yeah. Been... Oh, maybe like that's only like, like, like those three songs are like two minutes long total, man. Like that's 12, twelve, twelve. Cut them out. Yeah. Cut them out, man. Now, I would give this album my 3.5 out of 5. Right, but I'm going to go with the Charles route. I, I kind of heard a little Zeppelin 3 on here like we did earlier. 
but this is mixed with psychedelic. Psychedelic. Yeah, there you go. That's good. Uh, this yeah, song is yeah. a fucking trip. I got really high listening to this song yesterday. <laughs> fucking cool. It's the longest track of the album. Maybe shouldn't have ended the album. I think it should have been more like track 11. Like 11 in the album. But uh, this is a great song. I like it. I don't think it's a good album ender. What do you think about it, James? Um, man, I love this track. I, I love the way it closes out the album. I think this is a really good song, man. Um, really well done. I, I love all the instruments on this song. I love the acoustic work. I love the lead work and the kind of psychedelic kind of vibe that you get. Um, it's very mellow, but it's got some very cool sounding instrumental stuff in there. Um, I think it's very unique. I think the, top, the song title is very cool. It does actually uh, go back to Revelations. Um, and man, I, I think it's a really mellow way to close this album out. Um, but I really Which dig it. Strange. Which is um, strange. Yeah, it's yeah, strange. It's a little, it's a little strange. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, yeah, just, I, I think it works perfectly as an album. I think it works perfectly. I, 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 I think track eleven should have ended the album. Oh, no, I, don't no, have no, I, I, I wouldn't change anything about this it album. It was a banger. You know, I, I mean, I wouldn't change anything about this album personally, man. I mean, I get Ooh. it. It's a little bit long. Yeah, I love it, dude. I mean, I, I absolutely love it. I wouldn't change shit. I love every track, but I get it. It's a little bit long. You know, I, I would cut probably Doobie Interlude and uh, Flam Books and, and uh, maybe one or two more. Um, Doobie Interlude makes that other instrumental sound like Stairway to Heaven. Well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, you know, maybe it's just me, dude, but uh, I love the vibe of Doobie Interlude, and I really call it Doobie uh Many times. <laughs> I think it should have just been a 12-song album. That's just me. I think it should have been 10. I mean, I, I get it, dudes, but um, me personally, I, I love the album. I love the way it's every, made. The whole every, vibe. Band, every band back then put, like, every fucking yeah. track they had. So it wasn't like they were one that did it metallica started that in my opinion no that, that was actually talking back for the attack man i still think load i blame load uh, oh no Dokken in 1987 oh. put that and then def leppard did that with uh hysteria oh well, dude def, nah, oh. that was horrid that was oh, yeah. horrid. i would take <laughs> this album i would take this album over hysteria any day of the week. Even that shitty instrumental song. Hey, dude, at least they got fucking 10 on. You know what I'm saying? That's actually 12. But, dude, I, mean, I love the vibe. Nola, I still think Nola's better, though. Yeah, yeah, no, better for sure. Nola's a fucking masterpiece, dude. Ooh, that's, that goes hard. I was you really know, digging that one. It's like... Ooh, uh, what about three, James? Are you into that three? one? Yeah, yeah, I really love that too, man. Absolutely, dude. Yeah. That's a different vibe from either of the first two, Nola I think. It was like seven years to, to this album, though. That was a long break for them. To well, like I said, it was recorded in 1998. They didn't put it out till 2002. It was the record company and Pantera being on tour and all that. But this was actually recorded in 98. 
And, um, you know, referring to what Charles was saying about the best bands of the Dionese dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can probably think of 20 bands off the top of my head better than Oasis. I mean, I don't hate them dudes, but I mean, they're all right. I mean, I know the one or two songs, but, uh, you know, man, it's like, uh, well, well, you're going to be, be on What's a Story Morning Glory review. To be fair, oh, that would be a joy, guys. I'm from here all day long. The greatest album of the 90s, maybe the greatest album of all time. Oh, no! Oh, no! Oh, my. Oh, my. Oh, my. Go have, have another drink. Well, go, go fucking, don't, uh... Don't what, look you back in anger? Copy. Come on. Oh, what my. a song. You're going to have to up my pay to be on that fucking, uh... <laughs> Mark prefers Mark likes Wonderwall. Can I say one more thing about this album, if right. I may? Um, yes. You know, you know, like I said, Jeff or James, excuse me, man. I'm Jeff. sorry, brother. Um, Jeff Pierce. <laughs> Jeff Pierce. I was just, I was, I was just looking at his, just looking at his post on Facebook, and that's why I posted. With Sting, him. yeah, it was Sting. But uh, you know, you know, thanks for introducing me to this band, dude. I actually went out and ordered the CD, man, on eBay. So uh, cool. I, I, still prefer, I, I, still I don't know Pantera. I don't know the other yeah. albums from him yet, but I will listen to them. And um, the first yeah. time I played it, the first time I played this and listened to it, I was telling Mark, "I'm like, what the fuck is this album, dude? It's terrible." Yeah, and I Mark, didn't, again. Mark didn't pick it. No, no I'm just saying. I asked, I asked Mark. Yeah. I was telling Mark, "It's like, dude, I'm like, what is up with this album?" I listened to it the second time. I listened to. The, actually, I had to sit down and listen to the music and was fucking blown away by it, dude. So you know, thank you, dude. I mean, for getting me in this band, I, I mm. a lot so. I, I agree. I agree. Pantera is a hair better. Though. And I look at the Wikipedia thing. I look at Wikipedia here. The genre they're saying: sludge metal, stoner metal, southern rock. Yeah, sludge metal. Yeah, sludge metal. Mississippi, New Orleans, southern. New Orleans thing, dude. Sludge metal. Listen, listen to some Orange Goblin. Uh, I would not metal. call this album yeah. Sludge Metal. I hate, God. Yeah, I, I hate God's Sludge Metal. Yeah, no, I know what Sludge weird. Metal is. I know what it is, but it called this Sludge Metal? I don't it's know. Yeah. It is Sludge it's Metal, dude. It's like Alice in Chains, a lot of shit on there. It's yeah, I hear it. I hear All it. Right, well, right. too, but anyway, yeah. like I said, James. Anyway, James, thanks for uh, introducing me to this band, dude. I well, I mean, I thank you, man, and um, I appreciate it, and uh, I highly recommend that you listen to NOLA. Yeah. Oh, oh. So Holy fucking good, fuck, dude. Oh, so, I mean, it's like it's like a Slayer putting out Rain and Blood and trying to follow that with their next album, or Metallica following Master of Puppets. It's fucking tough, man. But uh, I, I do I love this album. I think Three's a little better than this one. Nah, I disagree with that. I love this one, man. Uh, I just love the fucking vibe. It's so such Sabbath heavy, you know. And, three's uh, got three's got world, real world shit with Katrina. Going uh, yeah. on and the lyrics and and it's yeah I mean it's about Phil getting off heroin and fucking yeah. uh, you know dealing with the tragedy of Dom just being murdered <coughs> year before. There's a lot of heavy lyrics on there. There's some really fucking good music on three too, man. So I, but, I definitely love it. Hey, James, to be fair, I said I didn't say. Pantera is not one of the best bands of the 90s. I think they're 
on the metal tip were the best band of the 90s. And I put them right with Alice in Chains. Yeah, I think Pantera, besides Alice in Chains, was the only metal band I was actually listening to in the 90s. Yeah, because there was no nothing. There was else. nothing really going was, on except for like Ozzy and. Sack. I mean, I well, dig, I dig oh. me a little corn. Oh fuck! Well, I, I, I dig corn. I dig yeah. corn. Mainstream metal, mainstream metal against Pantera was one of the few things going oh, on. Shit. And Slayer, but you know, Pantera took Slayer on tour. They took Anthrax on tour. They tried to keep metal alive through the 90s, and I think they did. But there was an underground scene going on to be, uh, you know, all out of state. I know probably know. Don't you I'm, guys? I have one problem with Pantera is that Phil said their album went number one, and Quiet Riots went number one before them. That's it. That's it. But dude, dude, it's there. That's the heaviest album to fucking go number one to me by far, man. What about the blackout? Real metal. No, no, no. no. Uh, fucking metal. Beyond, beyond. But was it? The black album. Black album. Uh, yeah, black album. Way heavier than the black album. Big fucking heavier, and, and I don't really consider that to be. I mean, I mean, yes, you can call it metal, but it's barely metal compared to the older Metallica and uh, Far Beyond Driven. Well, granted, definitely the, the old album. Metallica, but people disrespect the Black Album a little too much, man. I mean, I don't you hate it. Do a review on that album. I mean, the second half of it is 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 pretty decent, man. Like, Oh, man. Spoilers. We might bring you on the Don't tread on me. Don't tread on me. It's incredible. It got played out so fucking much. That's the problem, man. And, you know, it was following Master of Puppets and Justice and all that, dude. And they definitely did change their setup. So, yeah, get some shit because of that. Because the old school Metallica fans are like, what the fuck is this? Nothing else matters shit. You know, it just is. It, oh, I fucking I hate that fucking song, man. So I fucking hate that song. Well, that but, you like the Unforgiven too? Nah, I mean, I mean, I like it all right, dude. It's better than nothing else matters if you want to compare them, you know. But Far Beyond Driven was definitely the heaviest album to ever go number one. It could have been, but Quiet Riot was dude. the first one. I said that metal, dude. I mean, I, I, I guess rock and roll. But back then, quite where it was metal. It was metal back then. Yeah, it was metal back then, dude. But looking back on it, man, fucking metal, man. It's like hard But, but the point I was trying to make was in the '90s, there was definitely a lot of going on in the underground because you had all the black metal coming out of Norway and Sweden, which, which I discovered. Through Phil, Phil wearing the, the Dark Throne t-shirts and fucking Immortal shit like that. I'm like, damn, who are these bands? So when I fucking discovered that, I was like, holy shit, you know. There's a whole a thing, man. A little I, band called Nirvana that Mark hates with all of his fucking life. And well, I'm, I'm talking about underground, dude. You know, underground. They were underground, too. They did a song it's called underground death Love metal. Was. Death metal was going on, man, you know, at the same time. So it was just metal went underground for a while because it was cool or whatever. But Pantera said, fuck, fuck 
you and Slayer said fuck you you know and they kept doing their thing man that's why they lasted and they endured they didn't fucking go well oh we're not really metal we're fucking kind of alternative to shit with metallica let's put some fucking eyeliner on and cut our hair and put some fucking pimp suits on and then you go oh why don't you guys dig this shit well dude take a look in the fucking mirror and listen to that bullshit you know it's just nowhere near as good man and and, and fucking turd and returd is what i call it <laughs> two albums dude because it's a hunk of shit and i'll take say anger over those albums dude and i you know with the fucking garbage fucking if you change the drum sound it's not too bad. Mark loves Lulu, by the way. He thinks that's a great. Fucking I think album it's, it's a good. It's a good album. I think it's the music is amazing on that. I'm not. I love the way Charles said that. Mark likes Lulu. That's the way he said it, man. It was fucking. I, I got, yeah. I, hey Charles, I got your Lulu right here. Dude, oh. Death Magnetic was the best Metallica album. Uh, fall into black album to me, man. Exactly, uh, I agree with that. Uh, oh, the hardwire dude is or, the best in my opinion. Uh, I like Death well, Magnetic. Yeah, I like Death Magnetic a lot, dude. Now, I saw that tour so last time I saw Metallica with Lamb of God, and it was a pretty badass show. So I'm a, I know I'm a little bit biased, but uh, I liked every song on Death Magnetic. Just the motherfucking. The mastering, dude. Excuse my language, but the, the mastering, man. I, I don't know what the hell they were thinking, man. The album sounds like it's just made to fucking distort. It was brick-walled the fuck out, dude. And, and the thing is, if you get that on iTunes remastered, they fixed it. Yeah, here we go. I'm talking iTunes. about Death Magnetic. It sounds better on iTunes remastered because they took that yeah, portion off. Yeah, it's just it's too it's pushed too fucking hard. Exactly. Just like it's, it's Charles, your video is on, man. Rick Rubin doing it. I know it is. I can't stab about doing it. All right. Speak with it. Gotcha. Gotcha. But uh, you know you have to blame for brick walling, Mark Alden Taylor. What? You know who you have to blame for brick walling? Rick Rubin. Negative. Who? What's the story? Morning Glory by the greatest band in the history of the nineties, oh, Oasis. Wow. You're welcome. They started the revolution of brick walling. Brick walling gave me a headache. To include Paul McCartney, did it. Well, it sucks, and I hate it actually. I don't like the brick walling thing. Death Magnetic was a really good album. I thought a return to the four. It's just so fucking loud. Yeah, it's, it's just mastered too loud, and it's like oh. fucking Metallica. How it's does like, fucking Metallica put that shit out? How do they put the same anger drum sound out? Like, I, I just don't get it, dude. Like, your biggest metal band in the world, you don't know that sounds like shit. It's like, what are you trying to do? Just piss your fans off or fucking yeah. aggravate them, dude. I mean, I, I don't fucking get it. And that's they some part care. of the problem I have with Metallica. Yeah, they don't care. I mean, it's true. Lars sits down and find in his car. Yeah, yeah. really. Well, you know, leave the bass playing off and Justice for All just because yeah, you're hating like the guy. It's like, what the fuck, you dudes? I mean, I love Justice, man. Don't get me wrong. Oh, that's I, mean, I love that album, dude. 
But that album I mean, is so underrated. Yeah, but we need to the, review that one also. Put the bass playing in there, dude. You can hear versions where I don't yeah. even care that Newstep was they didn't even plug in his bass. It could have been one, one changed my world. All right, I, I, all right, guys, let's let's get off of Metallica, man. This episode's going a long time. I'm just going to give you what I think of this album. I give it 12 out of 15 bong rips. I think it should have been a 12-song 12 so, 12 album. Uh, it's a great album. I, again, I thank James West for getting me to this band because I had no idea in the 90s who the fuck they were when Pantera left. It's such a song. I just gotta. Ah, I fucking love James. He's a fucking. Oh boy! But I love James too because he's like Hagar. He's. I love all you guys, man. Uh, but yeah, Down is a fucking badass band, dude. To me, they're my second favorite out of the '90s. Ratchet Pantera. I love Allison Chains, dude. I mean, they're probably third. I mean, it's hard. It's tough, man, because I love some White Zombie now. The fucking two White Zombie albums are gold to me too. Yeah. yeah man. I, there's some good shit out there. White Zombie, Antichrist Superstar from Manson. I mean, I fucking love Manson and Ronnie. Can you at least say Nirvana was better than say Firehouse? Oh, dude, I love Nirvana. I, I'm a Nirvana. Thank fan. you. I love Nirvana. You know what? Fuck Nirvana, man. Dude, I mean, they're way fucking better than motherfucking Firehouse, Trickster, Warrant, any of those fucking bands to be, dude. So, I mean, so even Britney Fox. Let's get Jerry into this, man. Jerry, uh, what about the Down album, man? Do you have any thoughts or ending thoughts on this album? Yeah, I already, I already talked about it, man. I really liked it, and I thank James for getting me into it, man. It's a pretty cool album, man. I just want to make sure you need a little more, Jerry. <laughs> no, he's the ad. He's polite. Well, I don't want yeah. him to be polite. I want to be a dick. But uh, so. I, I agree. We'll have to pick one of your albums, and then he can really be a dickhead. Oh yeah, uh, that's fine. Like I was. Oh there. yeah, yeah, yeah. Some like Trickster's greatest hits that, or something. That, that Ghost album we went at it last week. So. Uh, yeah, yeah. Did you say? Did you say? Did you say Trickster? Did you say a trickster greatest hits album? <laughs> oh, that's one, wouldn't it? <laughs> that's laughable. All right. That's right. laughable. Let's get to our tracks of the week, man. James picked Zero songs. Diabolical by, what, how do you say it? Sabrakon? Sabrakon? Let me, let me, let me uh, help you not murder that. Thank it's you. It's uh, Now now Diabolical. Now is Diabolical. Is you didn't and get the band. Now. The band is called Satyricon, Satyricon. which they, they're one of the uh, prominent uh, black metal bands in the early 90s from Norway and Sweden and, and those areas. But, I mean, if you listen to this album, the now diabolical album, it's not a typical black metal album. What they tried to do was mix, mix black metal with hard rock. And I think they really pulled it off. I mean, they, they didn't just stick, well, we got to always sound like those, you know, Dark Throne and, and all those early uh, 90s bands, which Satyricon, the first two or three albums, really awesome black metal and, uh, you know, True Vein. But uh, this album, man, is really great. I suggest listening to Now Diabolical and King, uh, the first two songs off this album, if, if nothing else. Um, and I really dig Satyricon, man. They're, uh, 
probably one of my favorite bands uh, the last couple decades now for that you sure. Said it, Satyricon, I could say it. So there you yeah, go. Yeah, Satyricon. There's a movie I've called heard of Satyricon too. Good. I'm not addicted yeah. to black metal, but th you want their version off live, live at the opera album. So, yes. Have you ever heard uh, Aline? Who? Aline. Uh, I I don't. You know, I'm he would probably good. like Aline because he loves Lucifer. I'll no. Aline, Aline is pretty fucking good. Aline yeah. is good. I'll send you a track, dude. You think you okay. Oh yeah, he, if he likes it. Lucifer. He's gonna like Aline. So and, and uh, dude, and the drummer. One more thing, the drummer for Satyricon, his name is Frost. That dude is the best drummer out there today on the planet, in my book. You fucking go watch that guy play live. Dude is unreal. I mean, he's unreal. And uh, I picked the version off Live at Opera. That you know, the the album. The song originally came off as now Diabolical, fucking killer album. But uh, they did this live thing with the opera there in uh, Norway. And, uh, dude, it's, it's really awesome, man, to mix black metal with this opera kind of scene. It's incredible, man. I, I think as far as a band playing with an opera or a symphony, right up there as good as any of the rest of them, dude. That's why I picked this version off of there dude because i knew it was so different and i want you guys to check it out and give it a chance so it's called satiricon live at operas actually the album you know uh the song come off of but um yeah the original albums Dial diabolical man it's killer they're a killer band dude well charles you picked the melvin's resolve yeah why'd you pick that man the melvin's <laughs> A little bit more to the point than this album could be at times. Uh, Melvin's one of the most underrated bands of the Seattle great era of uh, grunge. And uh, James, I sent you an Elite song. Okay, man. Dude, I love the Melvins, man. I've seen the Melvins live before, man. A jam, dude. I dig them. All right, and then we get to Jerry's. He picked the Black Crows Jealous again, man. Why not, dude? I'm changing things up a little bit. I knew you guys are picking metal songs. Ah. Love that fucking song, dude. So fucking Melvins aren't quite metal. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're more on the lines of Pantera than they are Black Crows. Maybe. I took it a little bit uh, farther than you, Jerry. I picked Cinderella Heartbreak Station. <laughs> she took the last train out of my heart you know john paul that. jones arranged that song right yeah can't can't go an episode without mark karaoke man so. yeah. you're making my dog barf actually mark did you hear that sound in the background my dog was kind of barfing uh, man I, 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 I do like that album heartbreaks all right man so that was uh, our, that was our review of freaking uh down to uh what is it called again <laughs> Bustle in your head grow. Bustle in your head grow, which they took it from the freaking Led Zeppelin song, Stairway to Heaven. But, uh, right. There was a couple songs in here that sounded like Zeppelin 3, so it kind of made sense. So, uh, last words, Jerry. Yep, man. As usual, like and subscribe, man. Uh, we have a lot of fun doing the show, man. You guys, hope you guys like it, man. And James, thanks again for being on, man. Thank you, man. And James, you yes. got any last thoughts? Um, yeah, man. Um, I really appreciate you guys having me on. 
as always, man, I always enjoyed doing this with you guys. This was the first podcast I was ever on. And uh, so it always kind of holds a little special place for me. And I didn't coach uh, you from another podcast. There you go. Thank you. Yeah, I, I, I did really enjoy this. I enjoyed doing this album. Uh, you know, it's definitely one of my favorite bands. So I know I'm biased and everything, dudes. But uh, I do think it's a, a pretty good album. Um, and I just really enjoyed being on with you guys. And Jerry, uh, I love Black Crows, brother. Perfect. Good pick. So then I'm just going to give my last thoughts and let the star take us out today. Uh, man, this is a great album. Thank you, James, for getting me into down. I uh, love Phil's voice. I, I need to probably listen to that other band he was in, uh, Super Joint Ritual. I haven't checked that one out yet, but I, I will. But, uh, a Lethal Dose of American Hatred. Check that album out. Yeah. Lethal Dose of American Hatred. We've got a review coming soon, though, with a member of Super Joint Ritual by Hank Williams III. Yes. How you feel about it? I love Hank Williams the third, dude. I the outlaw kind of country. Dude, you gotta come on Ash Jack. Oh, I like Ash Jack yeah. too, man. I saw Ash Jack live, there you dude. Go, Mark, write I, it down. I don't know. Uh, on message me because I'm not gonna remember. So I will. His his outlaw country that he does also is really fucking good too, man. I that's the country I dig, dude. For sure. I love all Hank Williams. The original year and three. You, you know, B- Bushy wants to fuck you now. <laughs> well, I mean, he already did. I met Hank Third twice. He's a really cool guy too. I, I had a few beers wait, wait, with. Wait, wait, you guys fucked in Nashville, and I didn't. I didn't know about something. No, but he offered. <laughs> no, I believe you. He's got that bushy uh, thing going. Well, I, I, I'm glad. I'm glad. I, I'm glad I missed that part of it. Yeah. Really? I was kind of drunk to do Jerry there, so uh, we were in the same you house. You guys left. You guys left. When he saw me, I'm glad I did that. For Tears of Fire by Keel, he was like, oh, man. Hey, Charles, man, I got a good deal on a Keel, I got a good deal on a Keel album, man, if you're interested. I will never buy that, Keel. I want my $25 back. Why didn't you bring him up? I guess I did. Charles, your last thoughts, man. And who's doing the video and not Jerry, just you, Charles? No, I can't. Oh, shit, there's no video today? No, we can do one tomorrow. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, with Lee, it'll be fun. Uh, uh, This was a good album. It should have been trimmed down. (laughs) As good as Pandora, though. But NOLA is a fantastic album. Check that out, motherfuckers. There you go. All right, and you have listened to the Freeform Rock Podcast, America's podcast, Freeform Rock Nation. We need you to fucking share, subscribe, give us a five-star review, like my wife said earlier in the show. But, man, I'd like to thank all you guys for being on the show, and everybody fuck off till next week, man. Later, Later, guys. Later, love you guys, man. Love you too. Love you too, man. All right, later, brother.
Okay, så vi er i Oslo, men uh, vi får ønske alle fra utlandet velkommen også. People from Japan, Canada, Taiwan, all around Europe that took the trip. Thank you so much for coming and watching. We really appreciate it. We know that it's not something we can take for granted, so thank you so much. That's pure dedication. Og så er det noe med at... Uh, Dere som sitter på setet sånn, og så ah, vi reiser dere hele tiden. Bare
for the best of rock and heavy metal and some Duran Duran. <laughs> Just joking. Where am I? Tune into thatmetalstation.com every Tuesday night to hear the Freeform Rock Show. 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, only on thatmetalstation.com. You have just listened to the Freeform Rock Podcast. All music played on the Freeform Rock Podcast belongs to its owner. If you like it, go out and buy it. Get your music on Amazon, iTunes, or at your local record store. Support what you love. Support the artist by seeing them live. Purchase their music. The Freeform Rock Podcast is not affiliated with any of the artists or music that we play. Thank you for listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast. We'll see you on the next episode. Until next time, stay free and rock on.